0: comedy <laughs> store podcast we're back we're uh doing a uh, i guess more of a special episode here we got uh john caparillo who was actually i think probably like only three guests ago since every other guest didn't yeah. show up
1: yeah uh, so, sorry to be so <laughs> no no I, I, we always appreciate so when you, someone I, I, shows I, yeah. up so i feel like a pest
0: <laughs> usually uh usually they say they'll do it and then they don't make it so yeah. this is uh, much better but uh uh, this is our first time uh, back since Yakov Smirnoff came in and told us uh, great stories about what an unbelievable country this is, and uh, got good response. So uh, thank you to all the <laughs> he's, listeners. And he's still impressed with this. He's country. still really amazed <laughs> just at what America has to it's, offer. It's
1: like Miller Lite commercials from the eighties. It like, never stops with a him. Country. What a country! <laughs>
0: oh, that's uh, great. He, I mean, he broke he broke down comedy to uh, like. The, the psychology of it. I guess he's a professor now yeah. in psychology. Yeah. And he started like getting deep into why people laugh. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think our listeners are going to follow the guy with the thick Soviet accent talking still, about the psychology I, of comedy.
1: I'm but so amazed when great somebody guy. who, he does seem like a nice guy. There's Super times nice. I run across him. I'm always amazed when people do comedy who, who their English is their second or third language. Yeah. You know, because like, I mean, it's hard enough if 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 ling- English is your only, is your first language. Sure, it's just it's very hard to turn a phrase and to to know how to make things sound funny. It just it's not a thing that is really common.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun watching the door, the Chinese door guy, oh, yeah. Feng Chao, because
1: <laughs> we have a Chinese he, door guy now. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the way he says some things are like you could tell he either just mispronounces it. Just barely wrong, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. he he completely uses a phrase incorrectly, but it's it makes it extra funny,
1: right? And it's like it's just one of those things where it's just I mean, unless you have a a really really I mean you know a perfect handle on the language to begin with, yeah, it's almost like I would think it's impossible. But some guys have been like Jakob's really successful. They've yeah. you know they've uh, they've managed to. Uh, Make a career out of this, so that's. Uh,
0: I didn't. I didn't realize that he started in Ukraine, but he apparently really? did, he did comedy there.
1: There's, there's comedy clubs in Ukraine. Oh,
0: there was. It was on a cruise ship in the Black Sea or something. Oh he said, God. but there, there's like. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. There's like <laughs> strict <laughs> rules in the Soviet <laughs> Union, obviously in the <laughs> the seventies about comedy. So yeah, he was, I said, you know what? Wait, were there Soviet comedians that were like popular? And he was like, basically said there were there were three. Yeah. And they basically, the government, there was a, an actual guy whose job it was to tell you what you were allowed to joke about. Yeah. So you had to get permission to tell your jokes. It was like doing a Tonight Show thing, but just wow. for everyday life.
1: Yeah, that's, wow, that's, yeah, I, I can imagine it's got to be pretty slippery yeah. trying to. And then he said he tried to, to over came
0: there. here and translate it and it just didn't. He had to rework it, obviously, but yeah. it was like, yeah, I would imagine
1: I didn't realize that though that he did comedy I didn't there. either yeah, huh I thought yeah, he just came here and then what the country sort of thing yeah but that's that's interesting i I um yeah I I, I something I, I think about that a lot like how we we kind of take it for granted, you know that we we're, we're able to I mean I go up on stage and I cuss up a blue fucking streak yeah you in fr- in in front of strangers in a public place. And I'm underdressed. <laughs> yeah. And I. Um,
0: these and, these um, are work clothes.
1: Yeah. I'm. I, I'm, I'm JFK, K- John F. Kennedy. Or some <laughs> yeah. Shit. yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I yeah wear my J JF, vote JFK shirt because uh, this this episode's about truth. It's um, political. Um, but, uh, the um, I, you know, I just I just always thought like we we kind of take it for granted that we can do that, but the guys who actually had to go to jail and stuff, yeah, to get there. For, so what sort of week could do it? I think it's almost like it's overlooked and it's like, man, it wasn't a given back in even the sixties, you yeah, know, early sixties was that. still
0: hardcore. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. In, in Bob Dylan's autobiography talks about playing open bikes in New York. Yeah. Um, and it was like the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. And you know, he was, he was there in his early twenties and, It was kind of rock music, which was still not really accepted. Yeah. Even though it was folk music, just him and an acoustic guitar. Right. But in his open mics that he was doing around town, Richard Pryor was there. Mm. And like other comics, Lenny Bruce would come in and he would watch these guys basically have to perform in the dungeons of... You know, shitty old buildings in New York because that was the only place who was accepted for them to go up. And,
1: imagine how uninviting a career in comedy would have been then. Like, to, yeah, I mean, because it looked really cool to me as a kid. You know, and I'm sure to you as well. Yeah, You're yeah. younger than I am, so it's like, yeah, I mean, I, it was, I mean it looked we're talking
0: the prime of glamorous
1: comedy. rock star. You could yeah. really do something with your life by being funny. And back then, it was like you get to. What, you get to have shit thrown at you at a strip club? Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, cops show up because you're indecent. (laughs) Exactly. Are you talking about
0: pussy in there? (laughs) It's three weeks in the slammer, mister. (laughs) This
1: man said penis into a microphone. He's, you're going down, buddy. Society is crumbling. (laughs) That's awful. Um, I
0: I think it's weird when foreign people come here. And, like, sometimes they're having a great time. It's like, cool, I guess they get it. Sometimes they're just sitting there stone-faced, and I'll point them out in the crowd and be like, I want to thank that guy for having a terrible time. And they'll be like, no, I am having fun. I'm like, wait, where are you from? And, then, you know, wherever, Czechoslovakia, or I guess just one or the other now, but...
1: <laughs> I uh, remember that. And i will be
0: like, why would you come here? You're not going to understand the nuances yeah, of the culture. and I,
1: I've thought that, too. I, I They used to scare the hell out of me when I first, like, I remember when I first got here, um, Bob Oshak was the uh, host of uh, Potluck, and he was the first, like... I did my first potluck spot and he, he grabbed me when I came off stage and he's like, Hey, I'll recommend you for a showcase. And, uh, but I remember him watching his, I, I'm saying that cause I, yeah, I just, I, I still owe that guy. A lot. That guy was really, he didn't have to, I didn't ask him. I didn't, I didn't even know showcases existed. One he of the, one of the nice guys went, in yeah, the comedy store said, Hey, you're funny. You should, yeah, you should get a showcase. And, uh, but he, he he was doing a set, like, you know, after he got done with the potluck, like his full right. set before he passed the mic off to the other MC, And I remember him talking about, you know, I maybe get one spot a week on a Tuesday night in front of, in front of eight people and half of them don't even speak English. And I was like, I hope that's not true. I hope he's <laughs> yeah. exaggerating. And he wasn't fucking exaggerating no. back then. Things have improved. It's a lot different now. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> even was,
0: when, I, I mean, I showed up early 2000s, and it was still yeah. dismal most nights. Like yeah, it was. You yeah. Maybe once once a month, there would be a really good show here.
1: Yeah, when I first started, it, I, I became a, I did my first open mic in late 99. Um, but uh, I just remember it was, uh, you know, m- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, we'd be sitting there like when I was working the door, you know, and we'd be waiting for, you know, Someone. eight people yeah. to start. It, first, it was I, eight uh, was our cutout. Like we got to have eight well. to start the show. Then it was like, okay, well, six, four. Yeah, yeah, we we went down to four at one point. And I was like, why? Why do yeah. we have to do? I mean, it was just so.
0: When I started it, it was when I started working the door here, it was six. As soon as we get six people, the show starts. Yeah. And sometimes it'd be like. Nine forty, like yeah. forty minutes late to get six people.
1: And that's tough on that first guy. I've been that first guy. Yeah, it's not fun. It's
0: yeah, not it's fun. it was brutal. I mean, I guess when I when I started, open mic was Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday.
1: Yeah, that's what
0: just because yeah. yeah no one paid regulars didn't want to show up on Tuesday to perform for nobody, yeah. and we I, were all happy to do it.
1: I remember my first paid regular spots, like consistent paid regular spots downstairs, not. Cause I was up in the attic for a long time up here yeah, in the yeah. belly room. Um, I uh, it was Tuesday nights. Like there was like a lineup of us that were like newer, younger guys that um, Mitzi would put on, and it was uh, you know, I mean, it, it to me it was you know it was the World Series. You know, at the time I was like my Tuesday night yeah spot, like my paid regular spot that legitimized you know yeah. everything about myself and my career at the time. So I loved. That Tuesday night spot, but it, you know, it did get, it just, it it was, it was, it dipped pretty hard, man, for, for a while there. And then, you know, things started picking up mid-decade or whatever. And, and then, you know, obviously once we get social media and stuff like that, really, cause I was kind of used to being, you know, kind of empty on certain nights. And then I realized it's not like I'd come in on a Wednesday or, you know, I, I mean, I what's tonight? Thursday. Yeah. You know, Thursdays were usually
0: it was okay. decent,
1: you know, it was but better, still but not like now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, you know, but you come in on a Monday or Tuesday now and it's,
0: it's pretty it's packed.
1: Good. Yeah. There's a
0: lot of like sold out Tuesday, Wednesday OR shows, which yeah. it's just crazy. I mean, everyone I talk to just in general, there, there's a buzz about the comedy store right now where the comics are a hundred percent down the line. Everyone in shock. Yeah, about what it's kind of become right now. Yeah, I I even was talking with uh, Rogan a couple weeks ago, and he was saying he got here in '94 or something. Yeah, and he said it it was a ghost town for a solid decade, Uh and then he's never seen it like this. He's never seen any comedy club in LA like this, right? And there's just, uh, I guess, a full comedy revival. People are saying going on, but
1: it really is like I. I mean, like when I yeah when I got here um, '99 2000, it was. I just remember the buzz around town about the comedy store was like no industry goes They'll there. They'll never go there. No the, agents. Uh, you know, it, it's basically uninviting to them because they used to have was working a lot, would scare everybody out. Chewy. Of there. Yeah, it's chewy.
0: It's <laughs> chewy. He looked chewy, like, like you, odd you get job. with your
1: spot. Yeah. It was like you couldn't even hang out to talk to people or something. It was like, No, I need your spot, bro. Get out. The <laughs> comics he was just get you sweeping you out.
0: The comedians that performed here were just uh, a roadblock to more parking spaces to the people he dealt cocaine to. I, I, yeah, and yeah,
1: because <laughs> there uh, a couple guys who showed up, and I didn't know. John Reed. Uh, when, when I was a doorman, I was so naive that, like, I didn't understand why these same two guys who were never on the lineup, they were old comics, they would always show up every night when were, the sun was still out, yeah. and Chewie would be back in the shower. <laughs> and they, hey, you gotta like, love someone like, that showers you know, at the store. <laughs> and, uh... And and these guys would come in and they were like, he's he's you around. And I'm like, ah, he's showering. Yeah, he's um,
0: he's and, showering in the main room right know now.
1: Why? What, what That's how abandoned the club about.
0: was. Was the parking lot guy had time to shower yeah, in the main room?
1: I never asked any questions. Yeah, I never asked any questions. I, and and I'm still, I guess, like that to a degree. I'm pretty.
0: I only pretty knew. Naive. I only knew because I worked a lot. And the like, Fat James took over for Chewy, yeah. and then when they got rid of Fat James, I took over for Fat James for yeah. like six months. Yeah, I and was
1: a lot guy for a little, like on I Mondays did, or whatever. Right,
0: uh, I was the worst. Yeah. I, I still up uh, twice, sometimes up to three or four times a week. People would pull in the lot. Hey, it's Chewy here. I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. No, I I can get you weed, but yeah, I can't, right. I can't not, get, get you the, the stuff for, you're looking for. <laughs> oh, fuck that. What happened to him? I, I think they got mad that he was selling coke to people and then they would back out real uncomfortably. Yeah. Who's this narc? Yeah, He's no I, chewy.
1: Man, I yeah, it's amazing how dumb I was. I really just I was clueless. I really didn't know. Nobody said anything to me. Nobody I just didn't know. I yeah. didn't know. I mean, right good thing. Just, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, didn't you didn't weren't a you weren't involved in the, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But um,
0: I, I only knew because I, I was such a pothead that it, it was uh, you know worlds kind of cross, I suppose yeah in, in the drug world and yeah um, While you they're opposites no no I'm completely you, sober you now used
1: to, yeah you used to bud up yeah 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 I mean there. that was
0: that was my my jam throughout yeah. the twenties yeah I but, uh, actually
1: I I remember going to you for bud counseling when I was like because I remember trying to get into weed for yeah because I was like you know I. Some, cause it's like things like that. It's like, I I people like it for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just, if I try, I, I think I, I remember, can like weed and I just never did.
0: Yeah. I remember smoking you out at a, a rent easy birthday. Mm-hmm. And then you just sitting in a chair and being like, oh, I can't leave. I remember like, that. Like full freak oh, out. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to have to sit here. It's like, I, all yeah. right,
1: sorry. <laughs> I was so scared. There's only I, one yeah. time
0: I remember smoking with you that you seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. and. Like you just... Oh laughed.
1: wait, when we were at that party over at what, Freddy's or something, somewhere, yeah, I remember. I Maybe had some, we're, yeah, I had whatever. some
0: strawberry breeze, yeah. And I remember smoking. You just laughing, and I'm like, <laughs> he's gonna freak out any second. And yeah, you didn't freak out, and yeah. then you're like, you should only get this. I'm like, that's not really how it works. I just, yeah, get, yeah. I just get whatever my drug dealer gives me.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. You, but, don't, you don't have any requests as far as flavors.
0: Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't back. It wasn't like it is now, where you can just go into a store and buy the same. Budweiser of pot that
1: yeah. people do or whatever. Yeah, but. it's it's easier to get weed than Sudafed. Yeah, it is. It, <laughs> it is. It really is. It's sad. Sudafed's a bitch, man. I'm like, yeah. I have a cold. You got to go Excuse. talk to the
0: weird Turkish pharmacist and convince him you're not making meth.
1: <laughs> oh, it was. It, it, they make you feel so like. Do I look like a meth head? I'm a little fat for a meth head. <laughs> all right. I mean, seriously. I I just. It, yeah, it always pisses me off with because I mean I've had places like reject me. I had a place in Louisiana reject me when I asked, I was just trying to get, I think I was trying to get Claritin or Sudafed or whatever to, cause I had a show that night at a casino and I was like,
0: that means pretty, sounds pretty fuck. suspicious. It's
1: really, but it's really hard to, to perform when you can't yeah. breathe through your nose. Oh God, it's awful. So I, uh, I remember I had to have I had to have I can't imagine you bounce. sounding
0: more nasally on top of it.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. This nasally. <laughs> you
0: go it. you go straight cartoon. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's just, Yeah, it's just fucking droopy dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can do it some other time. Um, I always talk for my dog, Barney. He's a basset out and said, Barney, hiya, Barney. So it's always like, I, I think Freddie invented that voice for him. I just with my, it because it dog sounds, sounds like that's how he sounds. so yeah
0: know. my dog sounds just basically like a really bad elmo impression when i do her <laughs> and it's always just i'm dumb <laughs> that's the extent of really what yeah. she says in yeah. my mind
1: yeah i i i uh i'm writing a, a, a animated show about the the four of us i mean because my daughter wasn't in the picture when i started it so, Rewrite. So it's ba- new, epi- new episodes. season season two. Smart. We'll, we'll we'll have a child come along, but uh, um you know uh, at this point, yeah, it's it's me, Jamie, Barney, and Scoby. and you know Scoby's her dog. Uh, yeah, I guess your dog as well the, now. Scobie's the puggle who came like they're the right. same age, which is funny. I mean they're exactly, but they're really opposites. So it's a good it's a good mix. It'd mm-hmm. be a pretty funny cartoon. But anyway, that's not the point tonight. I know you're uh, not exactly comfortable. With, uh, but I really appreciate you. You,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, man. I'm, I'm happy to. With this. It's one of those things where uh, it it's not generally what we do on this podcast, Right. but at the same time, it's it's truly such a comedy store situation mm-hmm. because right. this shit has gone on for generations where comics uh, they don't get along about stuff and they talk yeah. shit and the the situation is different now because everyone is oh, readily man. available on the internet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's degenerated. I know my wife sent you a clip, like it's degenerated to the point where you used to be my girlfriend and I raped you. You, you raped is, me according is, is, to, is, right. To a, so, I mean, yeah, I don't I understand. Did, <laughs> I did read that. I mean, a, even if a computer spit that out, wouldn't the computer stop and go, something's not right about this. This doesn't make sense.
0: The, the thing that she sent me did specify that, they had heard that you raped me, <laughs> and when I looked at it, the thing that offended me was that they spelled my last name with an E. <laughs> that's how fucking self-centered. I'm just like, these, these motherfuckers didn't even spell my name I, right. I would be the same way. I'd be like, what?
1: wait, what is it? Where, Ingram. Where'd
0: you get two L's what, what from? Am I, what the fuck is that? What uh, am I, a black football player? You am going to spell Ingram with an E.
1: What is this, the Do 90s? I, yeah, I, I just... um. So, uh, I, backstory... It is, it is something that's inherently... Comedy story. It's you know the comedy it, world is a um, you know it's, it's a, big it, personalities. Yeah, and we're all a little. I realized a while ago we're all difficult to get along with. Yeah, we're not exactly did you know? I me and you have always been real cool. Yeah, but I mean we're not that close as yeah, far yeah. as we don't we don't hang we don't out hang, after yeah. this and shit like that because I
0: rarely I mean, hang out with anyone
1: exactly and <laughs> i think i started i you know getting maybe um maybe there was an air of mystery around me more when i st- i stopped hanging out after shows and i started just leaving because i realized around i remember it was around 06 cuz i remember being depressed over some fucking chick mm. and uh i i just I realized it was like, this is not a place where real friendships uh, can be fostered. Because no matter how friendly and cool we are, there's still that sort of like, we both want to be on stage. Yeah. We both, you know, neither one of us moved from our hometown to, to be friends with each other. Yeah. We didn't. We, we we came out here to become comics and to be on this stage and we're all competing for that stage time and to, to to be noticed, and it's a big fucking pageant. So there's just a lot of, and people don't vibes. understand
0: also that this is this is our job. Yeah. So it's very it's to me the politics here are no different than someone that works in an office. Right. Like you can be friendly with people you work with, but very rarely. Are these people your actual friends? Right. It's just they're people you can interact you, with. Yeah, Some you know, get along yeah. with better than others. How
1: much do you want to see work people after work? Yeah, yeah. it's the truth. It
0: just doesn't happen and that often.
1: You know, I mean, I think that, um, you know, I I I don't really want to counter what's been uh, the, the sort of the assault that's been launched on me. With the exact same sort of assault, because I'm just not the type of guy. I don't, I don't like getting in fights and confrontations. I don't like to talk shit on people. I don't like to fucking say, you know.
0: Well, that's where we're different, John. Yeah, oh.
1: <laughs> and you know what? It, it's, uh, I, I mean, I might laugh sometimes when people who are comfortable with that. Yeah. But I'm not. I, I really, but I don't really know. How to explain this. I have suspicions on where this is coming from. But um a couple of years ago, it was 2013. Uh I remember I was I had a we were dealing with some issues at home, my wife and I, and I remember it was just it was tough enough around our house, like uh with some stuff that was going on. And uh I started getting um, she started to, cause she goes online and does basically polices my social media and shit like that. Cause sure. I've gotten in trouble with it before with my space. I ended up with a, some guy just really had it out for me and just fucking put a, like this this, this page up about me, calling me a pedophile and stuff. Like it was just ridiculous. Like where, <laughs> and it was because I re- reacted to his first hate mail because I'm kind of a sensitive guy Sure. and I, and I'm not good at, You you know, people sort of attacking me or lying about me, especially. Well, that's a big thing is is truth for me.
0: When when the 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 Twitter started popping off a a month ago, two months ago, whatever it was, was, New Year's Day, that thing. um, Yeah, I I was not aware that (laughs) it was really going on until then. And I I was just because I've known you for a decade. I was really shocked that you were engaging. I was just I, like, I
1: know. I was and like, I, what the, how did this happen? But it's been going on for, and that's what I found years. out later was or it was no, like, yeah.
0: once I talked to you about it, because yeah. I was brought into it. Right. And um, there was a lot of mentions of, you know, you, you have to apologize to me. You're the diabetic
1: kid. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't then, even remember your name. And after, then People,
0: yeah. everyone's hitting me up and they're like, what happened with you and cap? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And so I'm thinking you're yeah. on, Twitter or Facebook just blasted me for something. I'm just like, I, I mean, who knows? No, God, no. Um, so then I got on there, and then I was just really confused. But I had to, I had to read back really far. Yeah, because it was uh, you and and Joey, Joey Diaz, Diaz yeah. were going back and forth, and I not surprised with Joey because Joey's an he's Joey. He's an instigator. Yeah, and when he gets fired up about something, it doesn't turn off. Yeah, but I couldn't believe that you were talking shit back essentially I, because
1: i i had had until it, i had, found
0: out later i talked to your yeah, wife that night yeah. and she was like this has been going on for years and i was like oh okay well, yeah
1: what well, coming his way i never yeah i never responded
0: and she said she never even told you said yeah that it was going on she's she, like oh, i just kind of kept john in the dark and I'm
1: like she okay. got yeah because she'll bottle things up and it'll bother her and then you know obviously we'll have problems at home just because she's bottling shit like that and then it's like right. finally she'll just be like that motherfucker is fucking saying shit about you on this. And uh, like, like I said, the first I heard of it was in 2013. And I decided just to, just to blow it off. Cause I was like, I, the time I remember having any sort of relationship or, or, or social interaction with Joey Diaz, I remember him being, yeah, he likes to kind of turn, Comedy into a prison yard. He really, he just—it seems like he's most comfortable with that. And 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 I look at it as like when somebody is, you know, it's almost like I I I hate when bullies become artists. And in order to compensate for their their maybe lack of artistic prowess, they they make up for it with 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 just with bullying, with just trying to make this a fight like we're rappers. And the thing is is the easiest thing in the world you can do is go bully artists because they're generally a bunch of pussies. Yeah. And I mean, you know, myself included, I, I talk about being a pussy on stage. I'm I'm pretty clear about that. I ain't fighting nobody, but I think
0: it's, you know, a a big part of it is upbringing. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's growing up kind of, you know, living not on the streets, but I mean, you know, he's spending time, yeah, hanging out on the streets a
1: tough background in, yeah, in
0: New York, New Jersey type situation. Yeah. You know, I'm from Kansas. You're from Ohio. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's just different learning different ways to interact with people. Yeah.
1: And which, I, I and, and I, really just, I, yeah, I, wait, sorry, you were going to say, no, no, I'm just, you know,
0: with, with Diaz, it's one of those things where, uh, I, I certainly understand your view of, you know, him being a bully. Cause that, that's, Doing. essentially going on with you guys and there's times where it it uh it comes off really almost like he's uh standing up for the little man and things where it's like with the marilyn martinez thing uh when she died yeah they had a memorial here for her, mm-hmm. and some guy that essentially dicked her off for years and like mm-hmm. kind of fucked with her a bunch showed up at her memorial mm-hmm. and he just ruined them the guy from the stage just being like fuck you. Right, right. And it was one of those moments where it's just like, oh, that's awesome. He's standing up for this person. Yeah. But but the, you see the other side of it and it's like, okay, that that sucks. But,
1: you know, and and I don't know who that guy was and I don't know what he did with with Marilyn whatever and yeah. I I Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but um but the thing is is
0: so what happened with you it, guys?
1: It, I don't know. <laughs> you really don't I know? I don't. know. I have uh, I have looked back through, I mean, everything I can possibly think of as far as interaction to, uh, you know, he basically is a guy who, um, you know, it, like I, I like when I say I'm naive, I was very naive. Like when I first started getting, uh, uh like I, I went from cutting grass to, I had a development deal with Fox after I went to the Montreal festival. Right. And, um, I was kind of too naive to realize that all of a sudden, after I had a development deal, I had a new friend named Joey Diaz, like, cause he never talked to me or noticed me or cared about me before that. And it was all of a sudden, like, he, he was like really, you know, interested in me talking to me all the time. And I thought I was finally one of the cool kids Right. You know, like the jocks had accepted me and and um, got the
0: letterman's jacket. And, yeah, You're going to sit I mean, at the table with the cheerleaders.
1: Exactly. I spent four years, you know, being a nothing at that, you know, working the door and knocking a spots. And finally, man, I'm one of the I'm one of the guys here at the basketball court or whatever, you know. And so, you know, there was talk. I remember it was like, you know, he was like, you, you got to write a part in there for me. And I was like, yeah, we yeah, will try. We should try to do that because me and you have, you know, I, I, you know, back when you're young and you try to just please everybody. You're just like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, you know. I should have done that. I'll try that. to do that, you know, too. And, and I, I mean, I remember it got to my, when I got my third deal, because I went three years in a row, which I had no business having my own show back then. But, I mean, I, third year in a row, I got it, me and a writer developed a concept and then we sold it to NBC and I remember I told him I said, "Hey, man, I got another, you know, I got another show deal, NBC now." And he's like, "He's like, what, what, what uh what's my, what's my part in it?" I went, uh, "Well, this one doesn't have, uh, you know, you in it or, uh, sorry." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, he, "He's and he just didn't say a word and just kept walking." And and like, it was like, I just like, I, I owed it to him somehow for what I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but we still maintained I I think civility after that. And then the only time I ever had an altercation with him was I'd say around 08 or 09. He, um, he, like he introduced me to somebody in the hallway as John Campy. And this was a name that, that Mitzi tried to hang on me when I first became a paid regular. Like, the first time I was on the marquee. It lasted a while. The first time I was on the marquee, it said John Campy. Like yeah. And I, I was taking a picture with it going, yay. Nice like, That's me, I guess. I mean, because I always wanted to keep cap. That yeah. was what my friends always called me, so I wanted to be—I I hated that M— it was just really, it, and oh, plus, yeah. I didn't realize Campy meant was a was a gay term too, which was a, a, well, a whole other
0: thing. Describes you, know? you to a T. That so, explains your rape uh, of me.
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> it, it did. It was later Campy who raped I, me. <laughs> I was banging my girlfriend Rick um, <laughs> against him. against against his will. Um, but uh, yep. I, it, so I, I he introduced me as John Campy, and I went, "Dude, it's Caparulo." And I was just kind of aggravated because I was like. You know you've known me for this long, and you've kind of pretended to be my friend. Why why don't why can't you know my why can't you remember my last name? Yeah, everybody else does. And and so I'm like, I just said, I said it's Caparulo. It's not Campy. What what are you talking about? And I really wasn't that shitty with him because I'm really not that
0: big time. You were big time.
1: Yeah, and that's what he said. He was like, he's like, oh, you got you get a couple deals. All of a sudden, you got a fucking attitude. And I'm like, what? I, I've always wanted to be called by my name. Yeah. I, <laughs> sorry. I, I remember quirky. it
0: bothering you because when I first became a regular, I I stole the lineup from my first paid regular set. Yeah. And uh, my mom, I gave I gave it to my parents or whatever, and my mom. Uh, took a picture of it and sent it to me like two months ago. Yeah. So I posted it on Facebook for Throwback Thursday or whatever it is these kids are doing. Mm-hmm. And you're listed on there as John Campy. Yeah. And I, it made me remember, like, I remember you
1: hated it then. Oh, it drove me nuts. And it was
0: 2004 or something yeah. at this point. Yeah. And Diaz is on the bottom of the lineup under Fat Baby.
1: I remember that. He tried to, she tried to give him. Make him take that name. Want, she wanted him to be yeah. Fat
0: Baby and yeah. perform in a diaper. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, he did it, I know he I did it one time did on he? New Year's or something, <laughs> and it's just him in a giant male diaper or man diaper. Which, but you know. She had a lot of terrible ideas for that kind <laughs> yeah, of stuff. Yeah, right.
1: Well, because she named Carlos Mencia. Right. So it was kind of like that was such a brilliant.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, you don't look like a Ned. After that. Yeah, she
1: maybe like kind of figured. Well, she look, knows what she's talking about. Look at about. my track record. I'm John so.
0: Campy. I'm one for yeah. one.
1: I, I, uh, but yeah, Campy was just not something I was ever going to embrace. But anyway,
0: I never even thought about the fact that there's an M in there. That
1: yeah, which d- fucked up. Cap. Didn't show up it anywhere. Just, it, if I had it to do over again, I I actually would just eliminate John and I would be Cap Arulo. That's uh, you know because That's I'd old be, school. I'd be under the A's yeah. last name. Nice. I don't know if that helps. It did back then, But you know what I mean. Like it yeah, helped it on the lineups Kinda back then, with the lineup yeah. because they went alphabetical. Yeah, when they were doing it, a lot of Amy
0: uh, Ashtons. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, so uh, that's the only time I can ever think that I had a, a, a thing. Right. But I remember going up to him afterwards and saying, you know, if, after my set or whatever, I said, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get snippy with you, man. I, you know, I, I you know, I, I hope we're still cool." Because I, you know, and he's like, you know, and he said to me, he's like, uh, he was sitting on that stool at the back door. And he's like, he's like, it's all good, bro. Don't worry about it. And I I thought we were fine. You know, I thought it was right. a little, there was friction, but it was like no big deal. Other than that, I, I just, I haven't talked to him since I haven't been around him. I haven't. He, yeah. He, he wasn't
0: was, here for long. He left once the Rogan got banned. Right. He was gone for years. Right. Which if it's not good enough for Rogan. Then. If if they won't accept Rogan, then it's not good enough for me. I remember, right.
1: and and I uh, you know him I, uh It's it's like it's one of those things where I um you know well I mean like you, you know when you bring that up, I actually I don't know if I'm all over the place with this, but it, I remember when I asked you to do this one, you know you you said probably um what you had to say, which was you know well the comedy store has to remain neutral, so yeah. if the other guys want to uh, speak for themselves, I have to let them. And I was like, you know what? I mean, the thing is, is when that whole thing went down with Rogan and Carlos on stage, and Rogan put that video out online, it's the most I, was, famous so, I was, was surprised. I was like, Rogan got banned? That? Everyone you know, was shocked. Because everybody was like on his side. Because yeah. Carlos was- Stealing yeah, jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, whether it was stealing or just, most people were just pissed off because he bumped everybody and went on and just did long sets. And it was annoying. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, it was just like, I think everybody was on Joe's side, but then it was like, it, you know, it, it, they banned him because they were like, whatever, suspended him for a couple months because they said, you can't do that. You can't violate the sanctity of this place by basically telling tales out of the school or whatever it's yeah. the it, phrase is.
0: They, they made it about filming. On the property, yeah. They said, you know, there's a no filming here. Yeah, and-
1: which I, it, it, looking back, I thought, it's true. It's like that's kind of unfair. He didn't have his camera crew. You put this out online, and you know, you. I don't know if they edited it or whatever, but they can do. They could was, do whatever they want. It was edited. It. And yeah, because I left that night. Same it's always. Like I left, and I remember Freddie calling me and put me on the phone to listen to the whole showdown on stage. And the
0: video they released actually ends with me, which was really? a, about the most notoriety I ever got <laughs> online. And it was ironically me walking as drunk Argus, <laughs> s- more or less stealing actual Argus jokes. Right. While they asked me about, Hey, what, what did you, have you heard about Carlos? Did you hear he steals jokes? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, all I know is I'm the one who came up with, I don't like cocaine. I like the way it smells. Right. And then people laughing, and then video just cuts off, and it's just like, <laughs> wait, why? Why is that the end of the video? And, I mean, and then maybe he's like, "Fuck! I just literally stole an Argus joke."
1: And the thing is, is like, look, I, because I look at it this way too. With this, it's like, you know, I mean, because I, you know, it just it, it just drives me nuts when I look at any of the things that 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 Diaz says about me or whatever. It's like, you know, well, wh- you know, why don't you? why don't you be a man and answer for everything you've done? And I'm like, I, first of all, I, I am, I, anytime anybody's having a problem with me, I do answer to, if you you want to talk to me as a man, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears, please. You know? And the thing is, is like, I, I mean, when did it become manly to cyber bully somebody? When did, when did being like a, a teenager just, 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 trying to hammer somebody online without them being able to speak for themselves with with, with either untrue or half truths or exaggerate, like none of this shit that I've heard. Cause that's the thing is like, you're the only specific example of somebody that he says that I wronged. Yeah. And it's not like you guys are close friends. Yeah. It's the, it, I, I've there's, never there's, had, there's, I've never had
0: any issues with them, but it, at the same time I, I, I've never hung out with them. He's always been cool to me, but right and I, I,
1: I, I didn't. I, mean,
0: I was I was somewhat confused on how I got brought into it, right? Um, and then talking to different people around that time, I I kind of figured out what he was talking about. Yeah, and and the issue that I had was something that really bothered me six seven years ago. Sure, and when I brought it up to you. You apologized immediately. We, we talked
1: about it. You were just and like, was, yeah, I'm and, sorry. And the, the issue was that, that like, um, while, you know, while Tommy was here as talent coordinator, which is, uh, you know, I used to tell Tommy, I'm like, man, I, I really appreciate, you know, the fact that, I mean, he, I was basically his favorite comic, I guess. Yeah. And he gave me a lot of, you know, he did, he gave me a lot of prime spots, gave me as much time as I wanted a lot of times. And I usually was like, no, dude, I don't want... Yeah, I I didn't. I really didn't want to feel singled out because it's it's nerve wracking enough to do comedy. I don't want to feel like I'm being handled with special treated. Um, But but it's it's. But anyway, like he, I always said, you're kind of putting a target on my back too because people are starting to like resent me and shit like that. And part part of the
0: issue with that is that Tommy wasn't very good at like he would make you feel. Like you could talk to him about stuff yeah, and then he would immediately tell everyone else. Mm. So like the, th- yeah, what, that's, the thing that's that upset me was, I, I do, I, I, it's, yeah. you know, I, I, I asked and,
1: him and I, I, I hold on. I just, I like him. I still talked to him a few times. Like, but we never hung out or anything cause he always made a point not to, but, you're right about that. That's that's come up a few times where it's like Tommy said that you said or whatever. Yeah, he like, just wait a minute. you would tell everyone out because he'd do it, it to Tommy. me too. Yeah,
0: I I, talk, I used to talk shit about a lot of people. I live by the yeah. philosophy of it's easiest to burn a bridge <laughs> when you're building it. Sure, and I would I would talk shit. I would smoke pot with them. And I yeah. would say something about some comic I don't like or whatever. I, I don't think he's funny. Yeah. And then immediately he would go and tell it, well, Rick Ingram said that You're not funny. Yeah. And I'd be like, why would you? <laughs> oh, we well, you're, well, you're just having a conversation. I, it came up. I'd be like.
1: Yeah. You bastard. Yeah. But like, I, I know
0: like with us, he just, I, I, you know, I asked him, I was like, well, what's the deal? Why am I only getting Poppins? And he was like, Well, You're only getting Poppins. Yeah. He would only there give was, me Poppins. Really? I didn't know that. And he said, uh. I said, "What's yeah? How come? Because usually the poppin was set like if you're doing a TV set or something." Yeah. And I just said, "Why am I getting poppins?" And he said, "Well, John Caparillo's on the lineup." And I said, "So what?" He said, "Well, he doesn't like you going up for him,
1: and he might be late." Which, which I don't. Yeah. I, I'll be completely honest about that. Yeah. I'm not alone in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not. Lots the only of guy people have complained. That, which, uh, yeah, I'm. But I'm very sorry if it ever caused you any problems. I didn't know it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it was just Tommy being. Tommy, he was so scared that yeah. that you were going to show up and leave because you were his favorite. That it yeah. would, he would he would do whatever he could to make it happy. Yeah, and He started giving you two fifteen minute spots back to back.
1: And I asked for those yeah. when I when I did, and I did that for maybe six months, eight months. I yeah. don't know. It was just or on Saturdays. I would right. Somebody, it was kind of the and headliner. I, and it was just like because I had just done a special, and I was like, I gotta try to work out new material and right. I, you know, for whatever reason I just, cause, cause Joe Rogan wasn't taking that long spot in the middle anymore. He wasn't the, here. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, Hey, can I do maybe some Saturday? And, and he was and
0: any comic would cool be with it. Any comic would be happy to get that. Sure. The problem was, was then people would be like, why is cap doing a half hour? Exactly. And he'd say, well, John said he'd only perform here if, if he gets 30 minutes. 15's not enough. When would I? And it was like on, well, I would never say. that. It was one of those things where people were just like, well, what really?" And then, but it was so, <laughs> it was so apparent. Oh, Tommy, you're killing me, man. That that he was just <laughs> a huge fan of yours. Yeah. But at the same time, he he lacked the spine to be like, "I think he's the funniest comic. I'm giving him more time." Yeah. He would just make it a. John said it's this or nothing.
1: And so it's kind of like, wow. I I think I always excuse Tommy because I think he was in a tough position because he was basically put in a position to be Mitzi, except he didn't own the place. So it was tough. I also appreciate what he brought to this place because I was here before he became talent coordinator. And then when he became talent coordinator, that's what made this place. I feel like what it was, Back in the days when we were kids, you know, the, the, you know, good he, line-ups. he pulled the weeds basically yeah, and did. made it about young up and coming comics. And nobody was, 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 you know, like, cause I, when I was a doorman, I mean, like, you know, there were guys, a lot of guys that, that were scheduled for either 15 or even a half hour spot and they would schedule, get scheduled for a double spot. And still drag that out to 55, 65 minutes. Yeah, it was still going on when I was, like, like, was a
0: doorman. I, and so. I could
1: never understand how you could do it, especially in the OR when the whole crowd can see the star. Yeah. They can see the lights on. They can see you're supposed to wrap it up yeah. and you're being a dick right now to somebody who's waiting to go on. And I could see, I don't have it in me to do that. I, I, I always felt bad, you know, that, uh, you know, if I was, the only time I ran the light was like, if I'm like, man, that clothes are fucking tanked. Right. I'm like I got to do something else. Quick.
0: That's basically every comment yeah. though. Yeah. That's course, not uncommon. I just yeah. It, no one wants to leave on a fucking And especially bad when you're joke. getting
1: the 30 minutes by you're like, man, I really got to justify this spot. So, yeah. you know, it's like I you know, but I, the thing is is like I you know, I had there were times like that I I I certainly made like a request, like, I, yeah, I mean, he'd be just like, I mean, I don't even think I ever said I don't want to follow Rick Ingram. Ingram, It was just more like um, he just kind of assumed I didn't, and then we talked about it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to follow him. Because yeah. I, I you do crowd work, and I don't like deal. I hate unruly crowds, yeah. and I don't do crowd work. So it's like I, I didn't, I of course, I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, I, and I
0: understand. Like you said, lots of people have complained about me in general, in the past, and I used to have a lot less control, yeah, it was kind of chaotic for a yeah. while. but uh, I think I think it really was just a matter of being one night, even mm-hmm. where I got the crowd really wild. Yeah. I don't know, I honestly don't know why you would would have been on the lineup after me anyway, right. And I assume you were late or something one time, and it was just people yelling at you or something. and then Tommy being <laughs> in full panic, like, and this I, can and, never happen again. Right?
1: And I hate to ever be treated like that, where it's like almost like I'm this like, like delicate kid or something that like bad things can't happen to me because they do. And I probably left that night pissed off because I get pissed off when I have a bad set. I do. Yeah. I want to always yeah. do what well. I want to do my best and I want to have a great set. And it matters so much to me, especially before I had a wife or family. I had nothing except me and that mic. Well, so and that's that's, that's kind of deal. the same
0: situation that I was in. I was just a miserable person in general. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I I was really mad for yeah. like a year about yeah. it. And it was just like, fuck this, this sucks. Fuck me, fuck Cap. I'm sure you Tommy sure. said it to him, it's and right, there man. were there were other people who complained about me. But he never seemed to care about them. Yeah. And then I got over it because other things happened in my life. and yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. And I moved on. And it, it really isn't something that I had even considered a thought about right. in a long time.
1: But, but I, if I had ever known that that, that that I personally was causing you any sort of grief. Yeah. I would have... You, I mean, I would listen, have been you, the first one to apologize. I would have been the first one. Yeah, to the try moment, to make it right. The moment I, I told you, I, I just couldn't live with that.
0: What had happened? You apologized immediately. Yeah, and it was like, okay, I had already gone past it, but it was like, okay, whatever, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I and, had no and, issue with that.
1: That's, that's just it. It's like these are personal issues. Yeah, at best, even if any, or or all, or of the things that he's that Joey Diaz has implied about me. He was, that he said about me, even if even if it's true, which I I mean, I don't know of anything specific except me and you, which we worked that out immediately after it came right. up. Um, but even if any of these implications are true, these, you know, you, you, you don't handle it this way. You don't you don't handle it by going on the Internet and just just slandering somebody when. you you don't know what their side is. You don't know what the facts are. You don't know. You just know one side of it. And it's like,
0: I think that's the, I think that's the, the modern version of the streets. I think this happens when you guys, if you were the same age and you were growing up where he grew up, Mm -hmm. it would have been him walking around telling everybody sitting on the stoop outside, whatever that, you know, Cap's a bitch, he did this to mm-hmm. me, whatever it is. And this is just the modern version of that. Yeah.
1: But I, 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 I am still very confused about what exactly the excessiveness is. of the rage. And that's why I think that it, I, talk, I don't think that it's really Joey Diaz's thing.
0: Well, I, like, I talked to Rogan, because Rogan it's came not, up to me. Yeah,
1: I thought maybe it was him, but it's not. He either.
0: came up to me and was just like, hey, can I talk to you? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm getting involved more. Yeah. And then he was just like, what? what's the deal? What what is Diaz talking about? Because, you know, he's always, he always says to ask the diabetic. Yeah. And But he never explains what that means. And so I just say, listen, this is, this is what, this is the only thing beef I've ever had with Cap was based on this because of Tommy. That's what Tommy said. And he was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, huh. Yeah. I mean, I think his stance on it was like, well, that's a shitty thing to do, but okay. Move on. Yeah, you know?
1: I, I mean, it's still like, uh, you know. And, and I listened to the his interview he did with
0: Bobby Lee recently, and uh, it almost with seemed Joey's. like, yeah, with yeah, Diaz. which which Bobby's. It almost seemed like Diaz. He's easy to trying sway. to move on, where it's just like, uh, you know, he said, you need to apologize or something. Still, but it's just like I'm done with that. I don't want to fight him. I don't want to do anything. Mm. And it was just one of those things where I was like, uh, why? Why is this still going on?
1: Well, I, I mean. When, when, when my wife told me, cause I don't see any of it. I don't look at my wife is the one this, who would have this to was, tell me. Yeah. This was the second heard.
0: podcast I've ever listened to was the, the Diaz Bobby Lee one. Cause oh, I okay. wanted to know what was what? said.
1: I heard it's on YouTube. Is it a video one or is it just, is it just a recording where they just have a picture? I this, don't know This is, is going to sound pathetic,
0: but I had to have my wife download it <laughs> and play it for me. Yeah, the only podcast other than that I've ever heard was, I don't even know if it was a podcast or a, uh, uh oh, not Vine, whatever the new
1: uh Oh the um oh I know what you're Periscope talking about. Periscope yeah. yeah he does a lot of those I heard. That's um, what she said. She said he it does might have
0: been of one those. of those, but yeah. the only other one I've ever heard like I've ever actually listened to a full podcast was when Marin interviewed Mencia yeah, about that Stealing Jokes. Me too.
1: Same and here. It was like, it's the oh, only time I, I ever listened to one yeah.
0: Um but yeah, yeah. so I, I listened to that and I just I thought it was gonna be more intense. Yeah. But
1: but, uh, but uh, the thing was, was like, I mean, I had heard about it back in 2013. I don't know <laughs> between August of 2013 and then Christmas of this past, uh, 2015, I don't know what or how much Joey said about me, if he said anything about me other than this, you know, rant that upset my wife back in 2013. So. We get to Christmas in 2015, and he's on Joe Rogan's podcast. And it's Rogan, Red Band, and um, Diaz. And, you know, Jamie's attention had been brought to it was somebody on social media said, what's what's this? And she sat on it for a few days. She got pretty upset over it. And then she's finally like Here. Let's stew." And she showed me. And he's, he's, what really bothered me was he was on... Rogan's podcast, and he's like, he's like the comedy store. It's great. It's 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 great to be back there. It's the greatest club in the world. And you know why it's great again? Because because it, 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 they got rid of two people, Tommy and Caparulo. And Caparulo, he's basically saying Caparulo is afraid to come back. That's why he hasn't been back around. He's I'm afraid to come back because because the fucking Cobra Kai is taken over again. I guess. And I I was like I. I've been on the road, and I have a daughter now. I have a baby at home. I I just don't. It's far to drive from fucking Calabasas to to the store. I just I'm I'm lazier than I used to be. I'm fucking forty, so I just don't come as much as I used to. Like I, you were I
0: just, ve- you were very active before too, from I was, what I recall.
1: I, I was, and 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 I, I just was like, you know, I I was so like just aggravated that like. Somebody would say shit like that about me when that's not true. And then he started and then Rogan and Redman are like, well, what did Cap do? What did he? And he's like, oh, bro, you wouldn't believe. I mean, he was like, oh, you don't want to know. Like almost like I'm like like a Catholic priest or something like it, it was like, what? That's what are kind you talking of talking about. Yeah. It's all insinuation, but none of this it. is
0: kind of what I think Rogan was talking to me about was just like.
1: None of it's hard facts. He just None keeps saying anything. to ask you, but he yes. won't tell us what... Right. Like, Have him apologize for what he did. And I'm like, but, but nobody ever gets a specific thing. What bothered me about Joe Rogan in particular was, you know, and I, I, I've i always had so much respect for him as as a comic, as a person. I've always wanted to fucking... I always wish I had his life. <laughs> really. That guy has just... You know, was like, man, he's a brilliant comic, but he's made... Millions of dollars with everything else besides comedy, so he gets to keep his comedy essentially for himself. And I just thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah. Plus, he can kick ass. Yeah. So it's like, dude, that'd be so badass to be that guy. But he, I, you know, and invariably, when people ask me, like on radio or podcast, who your favorite comic, who my favorite comics are, you know, it would vary sometimes, but almost invariably, I would mention Joe because. I watched him so much. I had to follow him a lot of times, like you know, yeah. w- or, or, back in like oh three, oh four, and I just I I loved his comedy and and me and him always had like this mutual respect thing. We didn't hang out, but we had a you know I'd see him. What's up? He, uh, 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 real cool. Guys would do well. Yeah. Go back to back a lot. And um yeah and and so he um when when he put the, when I was on his podcast Joey's like. You know, D- it, where Rogan says, like, uh, well, every time I see Cap, you know, he seems cool. I just give him a hug and say hi. He seems like all right to me, but I'm not—I don't know what goes on when I'm not there. And it was kind of like an old politician move where it's like, you know, well, everybody says that guy's a crook, but I don't believe it. You know, it's like, well, you just put it out there, though, that I am. Right. But then you're he detaching might be yourself from any responsibility. And then— he, Diaz, he might have,
0: he might have just been trying to not entice Diaz into going crazier sure. though.
1: But my problem was though that you know Diaz goes don't edit this out, don't edit this out, and 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 so Rogan's like well, edit what out, and I think he was kind of high, which it happens, sure. and uh, you know he's like, and it was the problem was that I texted Joe after I saw that I text messaged Joe. I said, hey man, I, I mean, it's a long text. I still have it on my phone, but I just was just like, look, I, I just, Joey Diaz, for some reason, has
0: a has vendetta, vendetta yeah. against
1: me. And he is he's he's spreading lies about me online. And particularly, I saw on your show, and I'd really appreciate it. And I said, if you have any respect for me as an artist or just as a person, could you please? Stop him from doing this and, or not let this go on under your watch. And also I would appreciate the opportunity, whether it's on your show or wherever, because I wasn't trying to like say, Oh, I just want to go on your show because it's popular. Cause I don't, I just was like, "I, I would like to come on there and, and, and defend myself and give give my side of it. Sure. He never responded. And I was like, well, maybe it's maybe, maybe he changed his number or something. So, I I direct messaged him on Twitter. Got nothing back. And then that whole blow up I had on New Year's Day with Diaz started because Diaz said, "I'm you know, basically, there's nothing you can do about this. You can call Rogan and call anybody you want. I'm still coming after you or whatever. And I was like, Rogan showed him the fucking message that I sent him. And I found out since that he hasn't changed his number. So I sent that to the right number. And he just he just never responded to me. And I'm like, wow. I, first of all, I thought we were cool. But if he has some sort of, you know, problem with me or whatever that I don't know about, Rogan. Sure. I mean, I, I, w- I would appreciate it if he just would have, you know, he just said something to me about it, you know, man to man. Instead sure. of letting this gorilla go on his show and fucking just broadcast this hate about me. And then and then just blow me off and and he still he egged him on by telling him that I tried to contact him and i was like dude what what did i do to you guys like what what did i do to any of you and i, I just was like really it, it was just it was it was really really I, it was disappointing it was really frustrating cuz i don't i don't have that kind of podcast base yeah. I don't have that. I don't get into like podcasting that much. I'm just, it's just not something I've ever been really interested in doing. Yeah. So I can't fight you guys. I can't fight back. I, I mean, Rogan's always, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But Rogan's always carried himself like he's the defender of truth, justice, and honesty and comedy. That's why he took down Carlos. That's why he does what he does. You know, nobody steals material. Everybody does. You are who you are on stage. You're supposed to be honest. Sure. So I always, that's why I always respected so much about him. And it's like with this, he's fine with, with, with just, you know, because for whatever reason, I guess he doesn't like me. And I thought he did, but he, he just let that go down. He let that happen. And then when I tried to reach out to him, he just blew it off. Like I fuck the truth. I just don't like cap. And it's like, damn man, I, what would I do to you guys?
0: I, I think, and I could be wrong. Cause you know, they don't, they don't tell me, really anything right. outside of uh you know just kind of like a, you know m- mutual greetings or whatever it is sure uh it, it seems like there's a, a lot of resentment towards tommy mm-hmm. and and i think this is a huge part of it yeah i think lots of people hate tommy yeah uh tommy is basically very intricately responsible in rogan being banned um Right. Because because the way that went down, Joe talked to Mitzi. She told Joe, you guys have to just work. You and Carlos have to work it out. If you uh guys both want to perform there, you have to work it out. And then 20 minutes later, Tommy called Joe and told him that he talked to Mitzi and she wants him to take time off. Uh And Rogan was like, really? Because I just talked to Mitzi. And then Tommy essentially was like, wow. You're banned. Yeah. And I think that offended him. And then I'm sure Rogan told Diaz, like, I talked to Mitzi. She was okay with it. And then Tommy called me and lied and said he talked to Mitzi and that I'm banned. But I I feel like a lot of the anger they have is towards Tommy. Uh And Tommy doesn't exist on social media. He doesn't exist in the comedy world anymore. Right. And you do. You still do. Sure. Sure and a lot of people see you basically as Tommy. Tommy's guy. Yep. You're Tommy's guy and therefore you're a, a arm of Tommy. You're a part of Tommy. Yeah. And so you're going to take the heat that people want to throw at Tommy. Yeah. Because they can't throw it at him. I'm the only one that lives across the street from him. So I'm yeah. the only one who can walk up to him and be like you fucked up.
1: Right. And uh, you live across the street from him.
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw him last week. He started telling me about how uh You know, can't believe Adam is letting David Spade and these guys perform and, you know, they don't bring in a crowd and our demographic is 21 to 35 and they were kids. They don't even know David Spade is. And I just said, actually, they'll they'll sell out if they put David Spade on the lineup because the comedy crowd is not a television demographic. Mm -hmm. It's anybody who can pay to get in and buy two drinks. Sure. And they like famous people. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, stand course. corrected. I didn't know. Of course, it's just like yeah, yeah you didn't know. That's yeah. that's well, part of it. But and,
1: and the thing is, what I always liked about Tommy was that he gave a shit. Like he, it's mm. that, he like, still that does counts for so. Mu- yeah, he still does. He still does. He, it's still he still takes offense to what the lineup is. Or yeah. you know he, he, does. he used to tell me shit like I come by and I talk to the building on my day off. Yep. I mean, that's a crazy person. But yeah, I think crazy in such a way that it's good where it's like, okay, you really like this, what's your, your position as talent coordinator, you're treating that like an art and it matters to you. And that's, that's, I think anytime somebody's job matters to them, that's a, that's, I think that's something that's kind of overlooked as it is a really big deal. You know, it's a good thing to have somebody who cares whether you agree with how they do it or not, it, still giving a shit's better than, well, Well, I'm just, uh, I, I'm it's the guy job. in this job now, I guess. I got the keys. Right. You know, I, so I always appreciated that about him. Now, but with, and, and you're right as far as I think, as far as, uh, you know, people sort of um, venting their anger toward him at me and sort of making me, the, the you know a lot, a lot of it seems like they think he, you were
0: they act like you were running the club.
1: But yeah, and I, the, the thing is, is nothing to be further than the truth. Or, I mean, <laughs> yeah. further from the truth. Like I, I, I mean, I never. I mean, I there were once or twice I asked for things every now and then, but it very 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 rarely. Yeah, I mean, because I, I mean, I always felt like I was given. The, you know, the spots and the, uh, well, I guess, the, the I don't know if you want to you call it favoritism. or I, I, I was given. That's okay. What, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being that favoritism. Because, I mean, I'm, you know, I went, there's a very few of us who are what the comedy store, the whole, I went from doorman, I would say IDs to marquees. I yeah. mean, I was a doorman. I worked my way through this system. Yeah, yeah, and I got to this position that I'm at, and I'm and I'm not nearly at the time. I'm not where Rogan is. I'm not where a lot of these guys. That's why I wonder where are this hate's coming from. Because it's like I'm not that you know, I'm I'm not that that famous or anything like that. Like I mean, you're you're known as a comic. What was that?
0: You're known as a comic. Right. You're not like known as the guy from TV. Right. Act, Why is he have so much
1: success and I resent it? It's like I'm still busting my ass trying to get – I'm still worried about, you know, feeding my daughter just as, like anybody would be. Like I'm – You
0: You know, make, you make I, your money on the road. I
1: make my money on the road and I know that that can't last forever. I know that I can't be a headliner at clubs, you know, four nights a, a week or whatever – forever. I have to either go up or take a big plummet down and that scares me. And so I'm constantly concerned about that and I don't need to deal with this bullshit like I'm I've been dealing with where it's like I got enough adult problems. Yeah. That I don't need this fucking high school bullshit. And I mean
0: are, I, are, are you opposed to speaking to Diaz about not, it?
1: I've, I've never been opposed to any of it. All I just, all I wanted to make sure was, because when I got on Twitter with him that day, it seemed like he wanted, he was insistent on a face-to-face meeting. And I thought that meant, that gives him his chance to sort of bypass intellectualism. And just, if he gets frustrated, he's going to get physical. And I'm not fighting anybody. I'm going home to my daughter. I'm yeah. going home to my wife man, my dogs. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I, I'm not, as long as I, I'm, I'm, I feel safe that nobody's going to fucking, I don't think, he, me, I don't think he has I'm any, cool.
0: yeah, I don't think he has any desire to physically beat your ass or something I mean, yeah. that, that day he came up here to
1: yeah, show was, hard,
0: his daughter or whatever. Right. Right. And, uh,
1: which I was here that night.
0: Yeah. And the, the manager, the manager of the club was basically just like, listen, the club is doing great right now. And if you think you're going to bring some sort of bullshit and fight, yeah. shit's not happening.
1: Right. And he was right. just like, no, I'm not, I don't want to fight him. Which, which that's, I mean, to explain to the, the audience, because we haven't is like the night that New Year's day, when I had that whole Twitter blow up with him, um, I, you know, I hadn't been to the store in about three, four months. And it was because I was just, I was on the road a lot. I was yeah. just I, laziness and tiredness and I got more responsibilities and shit, and it just, yeah, I just hadn't been here. It had nothing to do with I'm scared of anybody or anybody's knocking me off my spot because I won't let that happen. I'm a pussy, but I won't let somebody do that. Sure. And, you know, and what really got on my nerves, too, was on that uh, d- that podcast he did on rog- uh, with Rogan. It's like he said, last time I saw him at the store, he saw me and he froze. And the reason why I froze was because Dumbfuck brought me up as Joe Rogan. He's He he introduced, because I was like, wow, he's giving me a great intro for somebody who doesn't like me. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Rogan. And I did. I froze when I came out on stage to I'm like, oh, I'm not Joe Rogan. And that's why I froze. I didn't freeze because I was fucking scared of you, you dick. I was I was fucking I was I froze cuz you brought me up in front of 250 people as a celebrity that I'm not. So I mean that's why. Confusion. I, I mean if, if so I anybody freezes in that scenario. But I just
0: I, I I don't I'm not positive but I feel like
1: but he showed up that night at 7:30 I think.
0: Yeah, it was early. And in my it,
1: spot was at 10:30. He like, had a, what, what what am I going to
0: He apparently according to Hart he he did tell Hart the week before he was gonna bring in his kid so Hart could meet him.
1: Oh, okay. All so
0: right. there there is according to a, I would say a reliable source. Hart our, has our, no yeah, reason to lie, place. he's a real nice yeah. Thai man. Yeah. Um that he did tell him he was gonna come in next weekend when he was working and yeah. bring in his kid. And he very easily could have shown up at ten thirty with his kid to meet Hart if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um in in the comedy store pretty much basically told him what they told me with the podcast it was just like we, the comedy store appreciates everyone's talent. We don't take right. anyone's side. Trying to
1: fucking get yeah, Just to play the political
0: that. card. Um, but it's one of those things where I, I feel like I, I, I feel like he wants an apology for an attitude or something, but
1: I think he wants an apology. It sounds like he wants an apology on behalf of somebody. We don't, I, I still don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I did think about that, and I was like, "Who could possibly?" Because it, I've narrowed it down to two things that I think it could be his incentive. Because people don't just do things; people have to have an incentive, sure, to do things, especially as maniacally as he's doing it. Like, because he really has it up his ass to to just to to hammer me. Like he's made it like almost like his 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 goal in life. Yeah, to ruin John Capparulo, and I—I I, I mean, he finally remembers my last name, but still, <laughs> it's like—I, yeah, unfortunately, but I—I I just think that I was trying. I was racking my brain, and I remember there is there's one guy that he was a paid regular. He got in trouble, um, and I'm not going to name his name because I don't. I just I don't want to do that because his name hasn't been brought up, and I'm not gonna sure. not gonna bring him into it if it's not about him. But I know that he and Diaz were close. um, And uh, this guy, uh, you know, used to sell him weed. um, And uh, he, um, I remember being told by another comic that that guy had uh, had thought that I had gotten him banned from the the comedy store, which also came from Tommy, which was like, I, because this dude was like, He was kind of a friend of mine, sort of. Then we kind of like, we didn't hang out for a long time. Then he started hanging out with me and another guy. Like we were, you know, just like we just fucking play basketball and stuff over at his house. And he started getting like, um, like he, he got our other friend to like, I'm sorry I'm being so vague, but I don't want to. Yeah. But he got our other friend to get it set up a, um, like a meeting or had his have his agent call him cuz he started that's why you don't want to make friends in comedy cuz it's like you could have a friend but you don't think he's that funny or whatever so then you're kind of stuck cuz it's like oh god this is my friend but he's a terrible comic and I'm fucked right. now I got to I got to do I got to do him, right, do him yeah. favors right and so uh, anyway like he had, he was he got his he he had his agent like supposed to call him and he got all belligerent the comic I'm talking about, the comic got all belligerent with my other friend's agent. And so I thought he had left me a voicemail like the next night saying, hey, give me a call. And I was like, oh boy, I'm next. He's going to start asking me for favors. And at the same time, he had gotten in trouble for assaulting a girl um, at at the store, like when he was on stage. And right. um, I, I
0: I understand now. Right,
1: <laughs> and I wasn't there for it. Anything about it? I I mean, I just what I heard. Right, but anyway, I thought that he. I never called him back about you know because I thought he was going to ask me for fucking agent recommendations or some kind of industry help. Do you
0: do that by the way?
1: <laughs> Not. I I recommend you don't get a manager um, because they're terrible people, and um, I recommend. But so uh, I'm doing and, it right. And, and agents just don't put uh, much faith in them. But uh, yeah, so that's my recommendation. But anyway, I. I um, you, anyway, so you think I got, that might have
0: been passed I, along. I
1: called the store and I asked Tommy, I said, is so and so on the lineup tonight? Because he's kind of creeping me out. And I just was like, I, I just wanted to avoid him. I want to make sure I was on maybe a, an hour different from him. Sure. So I didn't run across him because I didn't want him being like, why didn't you call me back? Because he was that kind of guy. And so I just said, uh, "I." so anyway, I, then another comic stops me in the lot one night, maybe a week, two, three, I don't know. Says, hey, man, I just want to let you know that this guy, he thinks you got him banned from the store. Because Tommy told him that a bunch of people don't want him around. At like people like John Caparillo. It was like my name got brought in again. Yeah. And it was like, dude, he, I just, he did I didn't say don't bring the guy around. Yeah. I just said, I just wanted to know what time he was on so I could avoid him. That's it. And it was like, and so it got blown out. Now,
0: this is why I think it, with us is the same thing. It was like one night where it's like, yeah, the crowd was all rowdy because Rick got him riled up. Right. And then it was like,
1: Note to self,
0: no more Rick
1: Ingram on the lineup. Exactly. Because Tommy would blow it out of proportion. Yeah, it was. It was extremely blown out of proportion. It got blown out of proportion with with me and Bobby Lee. I used to follow Bobby Lee every night, night after night after night after night, and it got so, it got on my nerves because he'd get naked on stage, he would put the mic down his throat for no reason, it would stink after that, it would fucking, I just, and, and I hated how, like, the crowd got, Rowdy too, because, like, the, you know, when, when do you have a guy flashing his pubes and shit like that um, and, and instead of writing jokes? That's what's going to happen is just the crowd's going to get out of hand. Yeah. And I didn't like it every night. So I said, could you maybe alternate us, you know, a couple nights a week? Would you do that? And I got told by Tommy that it was that, that, that I got told, I don't know if it was true or not, I got told, Bobby won't come in if he has to go after you. That's what that's that's what I got told. Now I don't know if that was true. Yeah, that's but, the thing with Tommy. Is you that's, just that's, don't know. <laughs> you know, and the only reason I don't feel I don't feel any qualms about bringing Bobby Lee's name up is because Bobby Lee went on. That's the most recent thing is he went on Diaz's po- podcast and after he talked to me that night, I showed up New Year's Day. He was one of the people I talked to. He looked me and my wife directly in the eye and and was like, "Oh, you know, they're just." They're just fucking scumbags and just ignore them. You don't want to deal with them. It's it's not, you know, it, 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 it like was my friend. Yeah. And I even said to him as a joke, I said, we don't have any beef that I don't know about, right? Like, I, I, I mean, and he looked me in the eye and we were fine. And then I hear about him going on this podcast and saying eight years ago or whatever, seven years ago, Cap said that he's not a real comic. And I'm like, wait, I, you know? And he's like, I have proof of that because I I had to write about it in a journal or something. And I'm like, what? What? How does that make it true? I mean, first D- of did all, did you ever say that? I I told him I've thought that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And if if I were to say that, we would have had to have been in a hell of an argument because I would never just. Just say that to somebody. I right. wouldn't. And I always, I always liked him as a friend. I always took him for what he's worth. You know, he's just, he's. I mean, co- comedians are generally professional liars. So yeah, a lot of them are just full of shit. And he's kind of one of those guys that I just learned to take what he said with a grain of salt. But for him to just outright that when when this whole thing blew up, and he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm your friend, John." We ain't got no problems. We're we're friends. And then to go there and say, "Oh yeah, S- you know, seven years ago, eight years ago, he told me I wasn't a real comic, and like I was just the most evil, hateful bastard in the world." And then he said, uh, "You know, uh, you know, but but you know, maybe he'll get better, or whatever." I, I couldn't watch it. I've been going off for what my wife told me, but she doesn't. That's what yeah. I texted him that night. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me that you would do this?" And he called me, and he's like. He's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I, s- I didn't say, and I'm like, do you, Bobby, do you think my wife would lie to me? Do you think my wife would lie to me just to piss me off? Really? Do you think that's a – and he's trying to, like, bend what he said and everything like that, and it, and it was just like, yeah, he's, man. He's, I, I just, he claimed
0: that you, that you said he's not a real comic and that you told him that you didn't want to go up on the same shows as him.
1: You're right. And you know what? The thing was, was, well, that got blown out of proportion where I asked Tommy if we could alternate right. so every now and then. That's all I wanted. I didn't care if I followed him once or twice a week. I didn't care if I followed you once or twice a week. There was never a blanket, never, about anything. I just was like, I can we, you know, mix it up? And it was like, he's like, no, he won't come in if he has to go after you. So um, I just, it, it, what ended up happening was, Tommy made it that well. Cap never wants to follow Bobby Lee. He won't follow Bobby Lee, and I'm like, I didn't say that. I said we. I argued with Tommy a lot about this. I'm like, dude, I didn't say that. I said some nights. I said I just didn't want to follow him every night. And That's it, what it I said. pretty
0: much was. It would go opener, Argus, Bobby, or someone else, Bobby, than you. Yeah, Bobby would be 9:45. You'd be 10 o'clock.
1: I, yeah, and then it became Bobby would be 9:45, and I was 10:15. Right. that sort of became, and it became that, it was there, it was that way for six, seven, eight years. It was yeah. for a while. And Bobby and I kind of like, I know we sort of had, uh, we had spats at the time. I remember being on the phone with him once about, you know, uh, you know, working this whole thing out where it's like, you know, he's like, Hey John, if it, you know, I'll follow you some, I don't care. I'll follow you some nights if you want. It's fine with me. And I'm like, okay. I, you know, I, I was I was frustrated about it, but I wasn't, I never declared that I, that anything had to be one way or the other or, or, or else like I have always, you know, ever since I I started getting more stage time and stuff like that, I did like exercise my right. Like with Carlos Mencia, when he bumped me that last time he ever bumped me. Um, I said, I know he's a bigger star than I am. So, all right, fine. Even though I don't really like the idea of, you know, you're going to be here on Saturday. Just fucking call in. But I hate not knowing when I'm going to go up. It drives me crazy. I mean, I will sit and stew and fucking go nuts. So I I said to him, I said, how much time are you going to do? That's all I wanted to know. And he was like offended. He was like, man, I won't do more. I'll do like 25 minutes, 20 minutes. He's like, I'll do 20 minutes. I waited till he got to 35. I just couldn't. I My mind was just torturing me. I couldn't take it. Yeah. I couldn't take waiting and not knowing when he was just going to get bored and hand me the microphone. Yeah. So I left because I can, because I have the right to say, I'm not going to deal with this, so bye. And I didn't make any ultimatum for anybody. Just so happened that I guess a lot of people... Came that were fans of mine that night and were pissed off that I didn't go on. So, I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was the case that night. I just, I just didn't want to deal with fucking sitting there. So, yeah. Anytime I said I, I just didn't. I left because I didn't like the way things were going. It's just because I could. It was like I have a right. It's, it's, you know, it's. I don't want to put myself through mental torment, so I'm gonna go. And I didn't say that there had to be any consequences for that. I'm yeah. not gonna call Mitzi. I'm not gonna do anything like that. Just like this is it's my right. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. And that's that's all I did. But I mean with 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 Bobby, yeah, it just got blown out of proportion. Like I never said that I would I would never follow him. I just said, can you not make it every night, please? That's all. And I mean, I uh but but with 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 him going on a Diaz's show, it's like I you know, he told me he was sorry after. You know, I really because I said to him, I was like, "Man, it, it's just fucked up, man. It's just really wrong for you to do what you did." Well, I, I thought uh, when you
0: texted me about doing this podcast, I was like, "Oh, okay," and then it really made me curious. Like, I wonder, I wonder what
1: yeah that, Bobby said that, that was that would, the last draw. On that yeah, would I like
0: anger him. So I I listened to it, and I mean, I it's one of those things. Like, I obviously, didn't say that. It didn't tell the part where you guys talked on no, New Year's yeah, Day or whatever. Yeah, right of course. Um but it was one of those things where it's like, okay. I mean, I I dealt with a lot of people telling Tommy that I'm not a real comic. And that's what that was like one of the main taglines that people would complain about me with. Right. And it's like, you know, he doesn't write jokes and now I I tell jokes. So, mm-hmm. I don't get that issue anymore, but back then I would just solely do crowd work. Sure. And that kind of became, like, people's man I remember thing. when
1: you started doing that. I remember yeah. when you transitioned from, from you jokes. Because jokes, you just weren't yourself. Yeah, it was and, all And there was a way up. to become your – and I thought – I supported the move. I was like, man, I think that's a good idea for you. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, I didn't everyone, want to follow it. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, man, of course. It seems like a good move.
0: So – but my point just being that I – had you told him to his face – you're not a real comic. I could see why that would anger somebody. Yeah. But at the same time, I, you know, it just, it doesn't seem like it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal to him. Really. It was just like a throw out story. Like, why
1: didn't we have a conversation about it
0: a couple days before? Yeah.
1: Something like, why, why did I not know about this when I talked to him new year's day?
0: I think a lot of us honestly were, were scared And, and it was not, that we were scared you were going to kick the shit out of us or something. <laughs> yeah. But it was very apparent that Tommy Tommy lived in constant fear that you were going to get upset. And he told everyone on the phones constantly that, you know, no matter who was on the lineup, whether it was Rogan or anybody, well, he's good, but you got to stay for John Caparillo He's the yeah. funniest one. And so it became a thing where it was like, you piss off Cap, you're essentially going to get the the Tommy boot. Yeah. And and Tommy and I were always cool.
1: One thing I did want to, like, when I, I, Eric Griffin and I ended up being both, we were both in Indianapolis at different clubs this past weekend, and we we had a long talk about this stuff, because he could tell, like, it was, like, really bothering me, because I'm a, I mean... Nothing else, I'm a really sensitive guy. Shit like this, I, I can't just let shit like this roll off. Like, it bothers me when...
0: Yeah, you're... you're
1: even if I, it's something I did and people are mad at me for it or or whatever, it's, I I just can't stand letting that go. And, but I I was, you know, and I hated feeling like I was in the position to to sort of, like, prove myself to anybody. But I was like, you know... The comedy store is not the only comedy club that treats me well, you know. Like, I've I've gotten some. I mean, I, I've I've just gotten some like exceptional treatment from other clubs in in LA, in other cities. Like, yeah. I've just so it's not like Tommy's the only one who thought I was funny, you know, or thought I was even really funny for like, sure. So it's like I just feel like it's almost like this thing where it's like you know. I was coddled and I didn't earn any of it. And it's like, I kind of, I mean, I earned at least a little bit of it. You know, I mean.
0: The thing with Tommy was, like we were saying earlier, this place means so much to him. And part of what means to him is not that it's a successful comedy club, but he truly believed in the mentality that Mitzi had with the club, Uh which is that it's comedy college. You start here, you work your way up. Mm-hmm. and in Tommy's era, you were the guy that started, like, I mean, by the time Tommy started working here, you were already a regular, if I
1: remember correctly. Yeah, but uh, he but, really had a lot to do with me finally breaking through that yeah. no spot. I, right. I do credit him with that.
0: And me too. Like, I, I almost never got stage
1: time until Tommy was around. Yeah, because and, and, it, it felt like back then, nobody was was watching at night. Mitzi yeah. was, was at home in bed, usually, and the time she did show up, there was just this really tense, Everyone was so terrified. Fucked up at- yeah. atmosphere. <laughs> it was. So we always bombed. I always bombed. I was,
0: there was no I, one there also. Fucking, so right, it she'd just, show up usually on like
1: Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. And
0: it was fucking horrible.
1: It was tough. Even when she showed up on Sundays, like during showcase yeah. night or, you know, potluck. Showca- like you'd always try to get the first spot after the showcases right. to try to go in front of her. And it was so tense. It was so scary. And I mean, I remember eating it.
0: And usually, usually Ahmed Ahmed was sitting next to her, whispering sweet nothings in her ear. Right.
1: And you could hear her when you weren't getting laughs, you could hear her. And back there, like, oh no, she's telling him how much she hates me. But (laughs) I mean, the thing was, is when, when Tommy showed up and started working the booth and then he started, even before he became officially the talent coordinator, when he had her ear, it was like somebody was watching at night. Seeing what was happening, surveying the people who were leaving, and 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 taking that information back to Mitzi and saying, "Everybody seems to like this guy," right? And and I mean, because before that happened, I just remember feeling such despair because I really felt like I'm I'm never gonna get. I just I'm never I'm never gonna be able to prove to like Mitzi or anybody like that that I'm that I am, you know, good and I and that I deserve more stage time. And because, you know, Duncan Trussell, when he was talent coordinator, he had his own comedy career to worry about. Yeah. So he, he was, was doing gone. spots somewhere yes. else. Yeah. And I, I you know I he was he didn't get uh, spots here despite being the assistant talent coordinator. Right. So. He didn't he didn't make himself <laughs> made regular, which is admirable. Yeah. Um, you know, that he was that honest. Um but, you know, I uh I, I just having somebody here because i mean tommy had no reason other than liking what i did to to do me favors like it was just like like i said we never had any sort of out of the comedy store interaction
0: you you guys (laughs) barbecuing I
1: i ran across him once or twice at fryman canyon walking our dogs and he was literally like Like, he had to be, like, he couldn't even stop and talk for very long. He's like, I got to go, got to go. And, I mean, and he told me later that he he didn't want people to think that he was fraternizing, basically, with the comics that, you know, so that anybody thought any favors were being done. Right. Which I thought was smart. But I, you know, I I do know that it, it seemed to get back. A lot of times Like it'd be like, my name got brought up about a lot of, like, you know, John Caparulo wants this, so fuck you. Or, you know, John Caparulo, and it's like, no, wait, wait, that, that, that wasn't me. Yeah. I didn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I just, I don't, I don't have that in me to do that. Like, I just not, I'm, I'd i never be a good dictator. I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a very, very passive guy. I, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I just...
0: I think that's where a lot of this comes from, honestly. Like, I think a lot of it is just resentment towards Tommy that you take a lot of the heat for. Because with me, I mean, that's what it... The way I was able to get over being mad six, seven years ago was realizing, like, I I don't even know if any of that actually happened. Because I'd witnessed people tell Tommy stuff, and then... A, a week later witnessed Tommy telling someone else what had happened with that other person and it not being the same. It was yeah. like the world's worst game of telephone. Yeah. Like yeah. you whisper in his ear and what comes out next is like, Wait, no, that's not, yeah. that wasn't at all what happened. So then it was just, I've just focused my frustration at him where it was like, and Tommy was the type of person you could call and be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and he would yeah. immediately be like, oh, I'm, what I'm sorry, what happened? Okay, let's fix it." <laughs> so, it was it was one of those yeah, I, situations I also that I think
1: that sometimes people make the mistake of thinking that the comedy store is the entire comedy world. Yeah. You know, like Well, for know, some of
0: us it is. Well, like it I still is. don't get I don't get spots like, anywhere else. I
1: have been to the Laugh Factory maybe 5 times and I've lived in LA for now I'm what i I'm, I'm coming up on with 16, 17 years. Yeah. I've lived here a long time. And uh, I I just was always afraid of the Laugh Factory. They always said, you know, you can't yeah, be clean, an open yeah, mic, yeah. and and the guy tries to fucking tell turn, you how to yeah. do your act and
0: turn your head uh, to the side.
1: Yeah, just it would be very and funny. I, and and that was one thing I used to get like like Brett Ernst used to fucking break my balls because we were you know we were friends when I was a doorman and he's like, bro, why why are you here every single night working the door? You should be out around town. There's all these other rooms you could be doing spots. And I'm like, nah, just I just I, I just want to be here. And I always thought, well, I got the payoff for committing to the yeah. store. You know, it, it, I made it my one and only lover essentially. So it was like, well, you know, I get, I reap the benefits. I'm a, uh, you know, I, I get, you become sort of, you know, your store your guy. family. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, you know, but the thing is like, you know, I go to the improv whenever somebody called me and said, Hey, I'm running a show. Would you like to come to a spot? I go do it. But generally I've just been a comedy store guy. There's three fucking stages here, man. You can, can do enough spots in a night if I want. And I mean, I I just, but still it's like, you know, for, you know, whoever like, cause one thing that really bothered me too is, is Diaz has been saying like, like I'm fucking with people's dreams. I'm, I'm basically, I'm killing people's careers or something with what I'm doing. And it's like, wait a minute even if even if any of that were remotely true this is just one comedy club yeah. okay we're not there are other places that so and so can go the guy who who i was told thought i got him banned he can still try to get booked somewhere else if if that were the case it's not but if that were the case so i i just always thought it's like you you can't make it like this place is a whole comedy world where else are you being booked Cause it's like if the comedy stores not putting you on and nobody else is, then you really don't have a legit gripe. I mean, cause it it, it maybe it's just you know maybe it's you, but damn it, it, it probably is me. Uh, well, not you. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. You get booked, fucker. Shut up. I but, get booked uh, here. But uh, but yeah. But you know. And sometimes people are only store comics. Like they cannot, like you know, somebody like Sam Kinison or whatever can only be a store comic because the other places are are too, you know, sanitized. Yeah. But still, this you know, this is a very sacred place, and nobody nobody holds it in more high regard or thinks of it as more sacred than I do, and appreciates the system here that we've had, and to imply that I would ever do anything that was we we do to to hold anybody back or to hurt anybody is it really drives me crazy.
0: Uh, Yeah. And I I honestly think that's just a reference to
1: the Tommy stuff. So I I don't
0: think that, you know, you intended to do anything or you even did anything as much as you were used as an excuse, as an escape goat, essentially, because he didn't want to have to tell someone to their face. I don't want to put you up or I don't want to do this.
1: Right. Um, but that, it really just, even if it is, the way that's been carried out is not justified.
0: Is that what bothers you the most? You um, think it's just yeah,
1: well yeah, the I lie mean, because, of- look. If I don't, if 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 I don't have a lot of friends or people, even who were like Bobby Lee and say they're my friend and then they're not really my friend and whatever, I've known for years that getting along with with all the comedians in the comedy world is is not exactly. It's it's a it's a hard thing to do, so it's not really a worthwhile practice. But the fact that they're broadcasting things to a, a public who who doesn't know me, doesn't know my side of it, doesn't know the context of this inside, you know, inside these walls thing. I, I mean, it's just so frustrating because I. Can't defend myself. I don't have a podcast with, uh, you know, how many five hundred thousand followers, whatever. We yeah, because we don't, we we hardly ever do it. We just, it's like sometimes we remember and do it, but other, right. it's just not something I've I've really gotten that into. And social media, my wife goes on and answers people's questions. Yeah, he's going to be in Denver. Like your tweet, right. whatever. I I, I hate. Typing, and I hate getting on social media. I got TV to watch. So, I mean, I just don't do it. And it's like, you're just, it's just so unfair to just fucking, to just take this lynch mob mentality on me. And I don't have any way to fucking, I, I can't, I can't retaliate. So you just basically fuck me out of everything I ever worked for without ever getting my side of it. And tell a, 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 the public to hate me. and I. I, I
0: Man. Well, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I if I were you, I I probably wouldn't try and you know book a show with exclusively Joey Diaz fans. <laughs> oh. But I don't. I don't think publicly it, it's hurting you. I don't think the general public. Like like I said, I mean, I think it's probably Joey Diaz fans, yeah. some Rogan fans that might.
1: But even those people, just those are people I don't know. And, yeah, yeah. And they. They have the wrong idea about me.
0: Yeah, and I, I certainly understand. Me.
1: It always it just that bothers me. If you don't like me based on the facts on truth, then I'm uh, you know I I got I'll live with that. But man, I I can't stand the fact that people would base any opinion on me based on shit that's that's just not true or it's. Just, it's just a half truth or exact, it's just, it's just fucked up. And it's really, I just feel helpless. And that's why I was like, man, can I, you know, if I, if I got to sat, sit down with you again and go through, you know, on this podcast, I thought, well, I'll at least be able to to reach the comedy community, the, sure. the you know, the store, the people who, who are, seem to be I, I directly affected by this and who, who yeah. I've he keeps implying that I've wronged, even though he can't name anybody other than you. And that's why I've also, I mean, other than that other guy who, because for somebody to do this, this hard, I mean, to, to be this maniacal about it, I feel like people have to have an incentive. I don't feel like people just do things like this. You know, you really have to. So it's like, he's doing it like, like I injured a member of his family or something like, like I did something to him or to somebody close to him. So it's like the only person close to him I could think of was that guy. I I, I talked about a little bit ago, which he's never brought that person up in this whole thing. I don't know what yeah. it would be. I, I, so maybe, that, maybe that's got it, but that's the only person close to him that I could think of that, Maybe thinks the wrong thing and that that, that, that I did something to. And I, and I don't think I don't
0: think that's a case either because I I do know who you're talking about and I I've sat around with that guy yeah. a lot and we talked a lot of shit about people. Yeah, but you've never come up. Yeah, like it, I mean, he doesn't were, seem we, like we were, he cares. We were friends. We so. we
1: you know you know we we hung out. We came up together a little bit, but I just didn't. It was a weird friendship because it was like I wasn't, I didn't want to get involved professionally with him. I just didn't want to. I just it yeah. was uncomfortable. And he was doing things that were making me uncomfortable with, with my other, you know, with another friend. Right. And I, I didn't want him. Yeah, I just basically was just trying to avoid him because I didn't return his call. Sure. And uh, you know, which is it doesn't have to, you know, get blown up into I am a fucking tyrant. But if that's not the case, there was another thing that he seemed to mention in his when, when he, he was tweeting that day, and mean I, I have a screenshot of it, but he said, um, he mentioned oh, he says, tells me that J.P. says hello." He says, uh, J.P. says hi, J.P. sends his love." two separate, uh, tweets, and, um, I mean, the thing is, is I, the timing of this is peculiar. Uh, yeah, this one right here says, uh, remember JP? It's over in more ways than one. Nobody bullied you. I had the balls to say something. Right. Yeah, you had the balls, of course. And then I got, uh, um... Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's another one that he mentioned is JP. But anyway, JP is, I believe he's referring to JP Williams, who owns Parallel Entertainment, which was the management company that I fired. Um, I, it, we, we we settled out of court just recently, um, about three, four months ago. Okay. And I'm like, is he... did he he hire him as a henchman or something like that? Because the guy is kind of petty and I don't know, but he mentioned him. He mentioned JP twice as JP says, hi, JP sends his love, something like that. And it's like, is is that what, because I can't, I I just can't think of what is driving this. Yeah. It's it's a very
0: passionate, yeah, like I mean, it, it really seems like you wronged him in some way. It's
1: almost robotic because I I remember like the you know New Year's Day when I when I came back at him I finally got behind a keyboard and started you know talking back to him. You know, he even said at one point he was basically like tapping out. He's like he's like you won already. Yeah, he called me my brother, which I really pissed me off, and I was like, he's like uh, you know just. Just just uh, let it go. I'll see you later or whatever. And I was like, okay. And so then he came that night and basically got swept off the property because he was telling them not to let me in the building. You yeah. know, I was on the fucking sign. Um, He, uh, the next day, he started all over again like it never, like, like nothing ever happened the day before. Just started again. You're a cunt. You're a piece of shit. Why don't you apologize for everything you did? Bob. It's like a fucking script. And I don't keep track of how often he does it. I know he's still doing the podcast, obviously, with people like Bobby. He had he had Ralphie Mae. Ralphie Mae was a guy who was I, I I've always gotten along with. And Ralphie recanted what he said on Twitter, but it was like my wife just said, Ralphie May suddenly just said he there's two comics he hates, and and one of them was me. And it was like, I, what the fuck did I do to him? So I, I called him, and I said, hey, what I do to you? And he's like, oh, man, I Joey Diaz said that blah, blah, blah. Like, he couldn't really even, it was another thing where it was like, he's like, Joey Diaz and a bunch of young guys at the store are saying things about him. I'm like, who, who and what? And he's like, I can't really name him. I'm like, see, exactly. We can't name him. And then I'm like, he's like, I could point him out for you if I saw him. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, I I thought maybe for a while that it was one of the younger guys that's here that that worked up in the office. And I don't think it was. And I, you know, I now, I've I've let that go. But uh, I just was like... I I don't, I didn't understand why, you know, like, yeah, it was like all of a sudden he was on this hate cap bandwagon. Now, like I said, Ralphie sent out, I think three tweets that said, I recant that caps, me and cap are cool. He called, we're, we're fine. And you know, that was cool, but still Joey's still trying to rally these troops against me and why, we yeah. still don't know why. Like, if it's in general, like the thing you said, like if if people are just projecting the Tommy anger on me, that makes sense. And uh, but it's but it's not fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's the, the the fact is is I mean I was just here. I was just you know doing my thing. And I and I I, I most of the things got exaggerated and everything else. So it's like. And you're doing it in such a way that's slanderous and it's hateful and it's just like, dude, come to me, man to man, talk it out. You got a problem with me? I will, I will talk it out with anybody. You got a problem with me? A lot of it. I just don't want it online. Like
0: seems like demands of apologizing, which, again, I can only speak from my perspective. But since I was brought up. Yeah. Several times yeah I can say you, you did apologize to me for what happened of course so it's not, I mean as far as I'm concerned there's no there's no beef i I, I haven't I, felt like yeah. there's any beef for a long time but no you did just you, you apologized immediately I was like okay well, yeah I, I appreciate course. that
1: and I and I apologize now still because i I would never want to have been a the source of any sort of inconvenience for you or or to a setback for you, or anything like that. I wouldn't want to be a roadblock to anybody. I mean, I'm just here just trying to do, trying to make it like everybody else. Yeah. And, but I would never, I would never knowingly fuck anybody over like that. I, I just, like it never, you know, like the people who, who you know, would, would bump and go on for hours with no regard for the people waiting in the back. And that it, it always I was always just completely flabbergasted by that, because it's like, how can you how can you be funny when you know there's so many people in the back right now who fucking hate you? Yeah. And I can't live with that. I don't want a bunch of people hating me. I think uh, they're
0: doing it because they know so many people hate them. So in which, some of the which, cases.
1: Which is a certain personality characteristic yeah. that only some people have. I, and I don't.
0: Did you, by chance, hear, or were you here when... Chappelle was going up in the main room, and Pauly just walked out on stage. This is like a couple of weeks ago. No, oh, so, no, this was recently. Yeah, so Chappelle's here. It was like the third night that he is here, and he'd just been popping in. and he, And he's extremely respectful. He he'll go up and do about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. or he'll wait until one in the morning sure. when the lineup's done, and then he'll do an hour. Right, but. Uh, he popped in, sold out main room show, and uh, they said, they came up to me and they said, hey, uh, Dave Chappelle's here. He's going to go up. Um, He's going to go after Dalia, so he'll bring you up. I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And I just, I brought Chappelle up maybe two nights before or something on like a Thursday in the OR. So it was just like, all right, I, I knew he'd been doing reasonable amounts of time in the middle of shows. So right. Uh, and even if Chappelle did an hour, I'd be okay with that. Sure. Um, but he he went up and about twelve minutes into his set, Paulie oh, this is the other weird thing, was Dalia brought up started bringing up uh Chappelle and then Polly walked out on stage was like, dude, I'll do it. And Chris just stood there to the side while well, yeah. Pauly grabbed the mic. Dude, big time, you know, it, I used to be here when Richard Pryor would go up, and uh, yeah. just like gave this quasi-racist comparing him to other black <laughs> comedians intro. So Chappelle's up there about twelve minutes, and then Paulie just walks back on the stage. I'm standing with Josh Wolf and Al Magical, and Paulie walks up and he's like, "Dude, are you next?" I was like, "Yeah." And then he just walks to the back. And he walks out on stage and he's like, "Dave, come on, bro. There's <laughs> there's young comics that want to go up." And Dave's right. like, "What? How long have I been up here?" And uh, the, the booth guy, Damon, was like, uh, you're only at 12 minutes. You're fine. <laughs> he's like, I haven't even been up here that long, Paulie. He's like, yeah, but the stage time means a lot to these guys. And he's like, man, I used to watch Damon Wayans do like three hours, man. Yeah. And I was trying to do spots. Yeah. He's like, they, they can wait. He's like, I haven't even been <laughs> up here for 15 minutes.
1: Seriously, yeah. And then
0: Paulie's uh, like, okay, dude, but just remember there's, uh, there's younger comics. And I'm just standing there like. What are you doing? Yeah. If Chappelle gets off stage at that moment because of that and brings me up, the crowd's going to hate me. Right. They're just yeah. going to be like, fuck will, this.
1: Yeah. You're so, depriving us of the chance of, yeah. yeah, that guy wanted to do longer. And they had, they gave him a standing ovation when he walked out there. So sure. they definitely
0: are okay with seeing him do 20 minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. He goes on there, oh, now i got to stay up longer just because I can't let Pauly tell me what to do. crowd's <laughs> I, loving it. I understand that. And yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he does a few, he probably did about 10 more minutes. And then he was like, man, I'm, at this point, I'm just stalling to teach those young comics a lesson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he, That's he, funny. And then he was <laughs> like,
0: uh, he got done with the 10 minutes, so he did maybe about 25 total. And he was like, wait, who am I bringing up? And they're like, Rick Ingram. And he's like, who's that? He runs back to the curtain. He's like, Oh, was it you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. And then he went out and gave me a great intro. Yeah. Crowd was cool. I had a good set and it was all fine. Yeah. It was just one of those things where it's like, why, why is it always the coolest comics that respect the fact that there's,
1: and uh, you know, I think it's because they don't lose their human quality, you know? Right. And that's, and that's evident in their art. Like when you start to, your feet leave the ground and you start to become less of a person and you don't give a shit about other people, then that shows in, you know, y- your art. And I, I mean, like, cause I remember Chris Rock was like that the first time I met him. Like, cause I was trying to leave early cause I was working on the door and he was about to go on at the end of the main room show. I'm like, dude, there's, there's, there's more people over in the OR. There's more of a crowd. He's like, yeah, but I don't want to go bump a bunch of people. And I was like, man that's fucking cool. Yeah. I was like that's and and you know I I think a lot of us who were around back then when you know there was nobody cuz Tommy times weren't good was kind of fucking you know he played the sheriff with a lot of that shit where it was like you can't go on forever because it used to happen where it was like you know there just guys would show up and they would do ungodly amounts of time, like time that you wouldn't do if you were headlining a show. Yeah, like two Eddie hours, Dice. two and a half, three hours. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and now uh, we're now uh, we're just repeating what Diaz and Bobby Lee were complaining about mostly on that podcast. But the was, thing but is, is like yeah. they,
1: they and I and I would never do I would never do that. But I mean, like you know, they would do all this time, and then I remember their excuse for it was always, "Well, that's what was done to me." Yeah. I had to sit through it, so yeah. now you do. It's like, it's so shitty. It's was classic it, 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 it,
0: fraternity hazing theory. It's like, well, yeah, we stuffed bananas in their buttholes because yeah. the seniors did it to us when we were freshmen. Right, like, my parents, someone parents should beat stop me, this. so I'm going
1: to beat my kids. Yeah. Like, why, why would you do that? There should like, be a,
0: a, Someone should just stop this pattern so that it doesn't exactly. go on forever. Like
1: I, I look at it like I know how it was to be that guy who wanted his stage time, who was waiting for hour after hour, And I wouldn't want to put that guy through it. So I, you know, I would stop that chain, you know, instead of continue it. And so I think a lot of us are used to, when we see a celebrity, like I would do that for a while. Like when I was like, I'd see somebody famous show up and they're like, well, we got to put them on. I remember one time, like, Tommy made uh, Chris Rock sit because I, you know, I was like, I was going to leave. And I it, it, I understood why Chris Rock would go on ahead of me. He's a, one of the greatest comics ever. Sure. Of course you put Chris Rock on. I just don't think I could put myself through the mental torment of not knowing when I'm going to go on. And the thing is, is Chris Rock never did an unreasonable amount of time. Yeah. He never did more than 25 or 30. Yeah. I remember at one time, I think he did 40 something. But you know, as long as you tell me when you're getting off stage, I'm cool. Yeah. I just can't, I will, I go crazy. I stir too much, like waiting for somebody to get off. So it's like, if, if a famous guy bumps me, I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm not, I'm going home. Cause I'll, I'll go, I'll go nuts. Yeah. I can't, for him. now
0: that I'm sober, I can't handle it. I'm, I'm kind of the same <laughs> way. I, I want to know when I'm going up yeah. and if it's within, you know, 30, 40 minutes, I'll begrudgingly stick around. Right. But I just can't handle, especially because I used to get so hammered here. Yeah. like That's my association. It's so tough <laughs> for me. To, light. Yeah. It, it's so tough for me to hang out here and not drink and smoke pot. Yeah. It's just, it, it is. It's, it's mentally draining. You. Yeah, yeah. So it's It's like,
1: acceptable. Yeah, of course. And,
0: and on the weekends, people are just hammered up here. Mm-hmm. And when I was hammered, I didn't care. But now there's 10 times the amount of people, yeah. and they're all completely smashed, and I'm completely sober. And it's yeah. literally just like, I want to punch everyone yeah. all, all the time. If
1: you're not drunk, drunks are fucking it's annoying. It's Brutal. Oh, dude, it's the worst. I, and that's, you know what, and that's part of the reason why I go home, too, so quickly. I don't drink. Yeah. I, I just, and it's not that I'm on the wagon. I just never had a good time with alcohol or weed. Yeah, except for that one time yeah. <laughs> we remember. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, I just, I don't do any of it myself. So I'm just going to be around a be- bunch of people who are. They get on my nerves. Whether you get, I started realizing a long time ago, like, because I my youth didn't prepare me for popularity in any way. And so once I started getting attention around here, whether it was positive or negative, it made me really uncomfortable. Like, it just was like, I just was like, okay, thanks. You know, I, I know you like, hey, it's yeah. great. Oh, I love your bed. Or, you know, other, like, I remember, remember like, uh, I don't want to bring up names. A crazy lady was, uh, uh, she used to show up for potluck all the time. And uh, she kind of was in the news for, bad. I'll tell you her name. Okay. Uh, it's it, Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just mouthed it. Just so he knows what I'm talking about. This lady, that lady used to show up. I When I was hosting Potluck, she she would come in and do a spot. And never gave me a second thought, anything. I just was somebody who was just on the there to up. pass the mic to her and whatever. And then one night, she must have caught my set. And from then on, became fixated on me so that every time I saw her I knew that I was going to get a barrage of compliments and then a, a a uh hey I'm going on in the belly room later why don't you come uh watch my set and it's like I've seen your set <laughs> it terrible. sucks okay like I I don't want to be and I hated being put in that position to be like I don't want to Yeah, just I, I can't, I can't, I can't can't reciprocate. I can't say, oh yeah, you're good too. I I could. Generally, they're
0: not. She was crazy enough that I couldn't have been meaner to her, (laughs) and yet giving her attention to her was enough to be like, oh, we're friends. Yeah. So she would see me. Oh, hey, there he is. I go. Oh, it's my (laughs) least favorite warthog,
1: and she would be like
0: oh you're always flirting with me and then we'd come over and just <laughs> nonsense
1: see yeah i i just got i mean she
0: just loved attention so
1: yeah and and, and that's the thing is i think she wanted attention because there are a lot of people who like i noticed like uh, along my like journey through like real obscurity like when i was getting no spots and yeah before i went to montreal i guess and there was those those few people along the way, like did see my set, like say in the belly room or whatever, and they 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 saw that I was good at comedy, and they're like, you know, they're like, ah, I noticed, I noticed you before anybody else did, so I almost owe them, like because they used to tell me I was good, so somehow sure. I owe them, confidence. I don't know what I don't know what it was, but it was like.
0: Bushman Thank still you. tells but, people that he discovered me, despite the fact that I have obviously yet to be discovered. He,
1: I remember him. He High? Yeah. He used to tell people that, like, uh, I don't know what's with Caparulo anymore. Me and him used to be real cool, man, but all of a sudden, like, he's he got. It too good famous, for me, so man. He got rich or whatever, like which I'm neither. And he <laughs> said that, like, all of a sudden, like. I stopped being his buddy, you turned your back like,
0: you turned your back on Bush man. It, I remember when I first met you guys <laughs> you were driving the motorcycle, he was in the sidecar always always.
1: I, and and the thing is, well and that too is like you know I've had some moments where like I think I've I've I'm really anxious before I go on stage. So, I've had some regrettable interactions with a few people probably like because I'm just yeah, just, I, I'm just pissed off. I learned long ago
0: not to talk to you right it, before you're going up. It's best not to, yeah. You just look like you're, like, you're, I'm gonna you're explode. Just getting yourself yeah. in the zone yeah, is more or yeah, less yeah, what you look like. there's
1: a mix of fear and then just anxiousness. I want to go, we, have we gone on too long? or Fuck, <laughs> <the clock, laughs> man. Is that my car? <laughs> <laughs> Probably but, my car. Um, um,
0: I got a I got a 2013 Camry, so you got to keep that thing safe out there.
1: I I, I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of responsibility. You pay a guard actually, to, yeah. I, you know, I, to I, watch I, it. Fat James, <laughs> I just his corpse. I just <laughs> set his right, corpse up out there. Could, but yeah, of course you got to watch. Have somebody watch a Camry. Yeah, right. I mean, it's somebody's tough. Somebody's going with that. But uh, but yeah, I, I I mean people like. You know, when I was when I was just another face in the hallway, at this comedy store, I was still the same guy. Like I, I'm, I've always been this. Way. I've always been irritable before I go on. I've always been, you know, generally, kind of. Uh, I don't really like dishonest people, and I really just get annoyed by bullshit artists and things like that.
0: Super smooth with the ladies.
1: I have no game. Frustrated <laughs> about that all the time. But, I mean, I had a lot of, but, I mean, I was this way before. And I hated the implication, because that's what Bobby and Diaz were doing Another night on that thing, was basically, I got, I guess, Too big my for development deals. And then my development deal, they said the development deals defined me. It, to them, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I just it was like, it was like he changed after that like he became and it was like no you just cared after that right. you cared about how i act what i say what i think what i do like it mattered to you after i became somebody who you thought either had could success, get you something yeah. or that i was just somebody that you were com- it was now a contender a com- you know somebody you were competing with for right. stage time now it mattered how Cap is. And it's like, I didn't change. I've always been the same guy. Uh, Well, you care.
0: You did actually, you gave me uh season one and two of the family guy on DVD only after (laughs) you got your development deal with Fox. Of course. course. Before that, you never gave me DVDs. (laughs) And after you definitely gave me two DVDs. I so. didn't
1: realize I gave you those. I uh, well, good. I'm glad. I yeah. spread the laughter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I I remember asking like, can you get those cheap? And you're like, yeah, yeah probably. And yeah. Then you wouldn't let me pay. And I was just like, hell yeah! Now I've got
1: a yeah. solid
0: week of watching I, DVDs.
1: I, I learned that from you know, guys. I told Bobby that the other night when I was on the phone with him, like, because he was always really generous with his money. Yeah. And I've always looked at it like. You know when it's other comics, and I'm doing, you know, I'm I'm in a place where I'm doing really well. I I I want to be the guy who's like, you know, of course, yeah, I'll pay, you know, or whatever. Because Freddie like, Soto
0: used to do it. Red yeah, easy. Does it? You know,
1: because it's it's just it's sort of like it's I a- I understand what what the struggle's about, and it's like, look, I'm doing well, so let me do it. But even if it's not comedy, friends, I look at it like I make my money in a way that's. It's just not heavy lifting. Yeah. It's just not that hard how I get. My- <laughs> it's so, no. I mean, even though I do work hard at it, and I, do, I do a lot of travel and shit like that, but still, it's... It's still a pretty sweet way to make. a living. Yeah, you're not doing so, 60
0: hours at a factory making brake pads. And, right. It yeah. doesn't.
1: There's no. I don't look at a at, at, at you know 60 bucks or whatever and 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 attach an hourly thing to that. Like, go well. That took me this long to yeah, make. Yeah,
0: that's 10 hours. So, for- yeah.
1: So it's just like, look, why don't I just pay? Because I make my money in a very silly fashion. So why don't I just pay? Yeah. And I I yeah, I've always tried to be generous i'm, I'm, I'm an over tipper my wife gets pissed at me for i mean like even if i hate the server i'm like oh well you're only getting over tipped by <laughs> by and 10 bucks or looks whatever.
0: like someone's only gonna get 25 percent.
1: because it's kind of like a thing where yeah i heard franklin roosevelt did that where it's like it, you great know, comic by the way of course fdr referred to on this podcast <laughs> sure. but he had this philosophy where you invest in the population and if you invest in the population Good things will come back. So it's like if you if you spread the wealth, then people like by by being able to eat, you know, can they come up with ideas? They make the world a better place. Sure, you know. But if you treat them like cattle and you know make everybody, you know, you put everybody down here and you're up here and insist. System-
0: this is the opposite of Reaganomics. It sounds like exactly. So you're talking about an actual sustainable society.
1: A uh, yeah, yeah, where you help the little
0: people instead yeah, of just helping them. That's the why, like, this guy, this was was the you last and JFK, guy, yeah,
1: JFK is the last guy who uh tried that and uh, you see how it ended up for him. <laughs> <laughs> they got him, so yeah, they did. And uh, I, I go on and on about that because I'm a, I'm a buff of that uh sort of thing, but you know, I mean, the election and stuff like that. Like, I look like guys like Bernie Sanders, they look good, Obama looked good. As far as I, I mean, I even made a point to vote for him on a second time. Yeah. I mean, because I, I felt bad. I didn't vote. Like, at all. I didn't vote in the 08 election because I, I got every time I vote, I get harassed by jury duty, and they don't want to hear about how I can't be on a jury because I'm gonna be out of town, and they yeah. I can't have somebody sub in for me because I'm on a fucking jury, and they don't want to hear it. So I just, uh, but in 2012, I was like, I'm gonna be mad at myself if I don't vote. You know, if it goes the other way,
0: yeah, and we get the morning myself,
1: and man, I just I, I feel so fucked up. I got a bunch of jury duty notices again, <laughs> but nothing's changed, <laughs> nothing's changed at all, man. And it's like, it's the same shit. It's like Bernie Sanders looks good, but if he tries to do any of that, if you, if you don't play ball, if you, when you're in the White House, they'll get rid of you <laughs> physically, they yeah. will get rid of you, and you're gonna have a Zapruder film.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, no matter what he would do, a Republican Congress would just shut it down every time anyway, so. Right. It it's a broken like, system. Like children. Yeah, yeah, it's just a broken system with a bunch of broken answers, so. It
1: really, it really really is, and it's, like.
0: I'm at the point now, where I don't even think I'm going to vote anymore, and I'm I pretty much either. have always voted. I'm just like, I, I, I don't even know if any of these choices <laughs> seems reasonable to me.
1: I look at it like, Washington, D.C., you know, I never thought about it much before, but like, there's a reason why Washington, D.C. is not part of any state. It's just out there. It's just it's an island unto itself. Yeah. And certain the laws don't laws of our land don't apply there. And they I think the whole system in Washington, D.C. is something that. Whether you vote or not, it doesn't matter. They they've already decided they're running shit like a bunch of gangsters. Yeah. So, you we at some point have to all realize that and go look. System's broken. And we got We got to. We got to figure out another system because that one. I, yeah, but it won't and, happen. And, and and acting like we participate in that system. Yeah, is, we're just kidding ourselves.
0: The fact that it's not even a populist vote is part of what makes it ridiculous but yeah the system the system runs itself it's a broken system that runs itself but we're not going to change it and they're not going to let it change and no
1: they're not going to let it. that's just that's why there's never
0: going to be enough unity amongst the nobodies to ever
1: sure gather any sort of exactly that they keep us very divided over certain issues they're very they're, they're masters of their craft and keep I don't it a two
0: party system. I mean, I mean they got yeah, it all down.
1: Yeah. Like they're, and they don't, they're the same thing. You know, it's just like one or the other, but it's just, it's the same shit. It's just, they just, they, they know who they want you to vote for and they just, they put that guy in. I, I mean, I really, I didn't think about it as intently, you know, before I had, and I have a kid and I feel bad that I got to tell her, I'm sorry. But this is the this is what Yeah. This is the place we created for you. I'm really sorry. But this is it. And yeah. you know, because I see like these kids are they I, I watched a documentary the other day of these kids, I mean they're right in our own town. I didn't realize like these kids are fucking they're they're pissed off. Yeah. Like, the, the generations that are coming up are pissed off. Right. And they should so. be. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, look, man, I'm forty years old and I've done, you know, I'm I've done pretty well as far as, you know, my life so far, as far as, you know, I can take care of my family right now, but that could end quickly too. But it's, uh you know, I I look at it like it, I'm not going to be one who's, I'm not going to be carrying a picket sign or anything like that, but there are people, the the the, the, the youth in every generation that keeps coming up, they're getting pushed more and more toward that because they, they see, they see through the bullshit
0: yeah and their yeah. opportunities get less and less and yeah. more yeah. expensive and more expensive
1: yeah and-, and it's like of course they're pissed off and why wouldn't and and yeah they're just um you know i i i don't want to end up on any list but i probably already am so <laughs> I, I look at it like i mean like with jfk or 911 or anything like that you know we always make the mistake of saying well we need there to be an official investigation of this to find out what really happened. And the thing is is you're asking the people who are guilty to investigate themselves and when it's not going to happen. Yeah. So when you want an investigation, you need an independent investigator. You need other people to take the reins and we're not going to do we're just yeah, condition we're too we're too pacified whether it's fucking just television or fucking fluoride in the water or whatever it does. We're all like ah, I'm not going
0: to do it I'm today. not going to make a
1: difference. And it's just it's how it is and that's the result is
0: Every time I get stopped at a grocery store from someone trying to get me to sign a petition, I go, "What's it for?" And then they tell me and I go, "Oh, I can't sign that." I said, "Why not?" I go, "Oh, I don't believe in making a difference anymore." <laughs> and the look on their face of defeat is just spectacular. Like, you know, it's not even that you disagree, yeah. you just we're not Do you get paid extra if I sign it? No. I'm
1: not signing it. Yeah. It really it. is. It's just. It's a. It's sad, man. But it, it's. There's it, just no point anymore. And <laughs> it's. It really. The whole. It's such a jacked up fucking, uh, political system, and it's so terrible because it's really like we're all human beings. Mostly. We could yeah, I know that's debatable. <laughs> it is debatable in some respects, and uh, and. That's what I've always, been. I, I hate being, ever, ever being called a th- conspiracy theorist because I think it's such an easy label for, to make somebody look crazy. Sure. But it's like you, you you look at, I just, I'm willing, if somebody has an explanation for me on anything, I'm, li- I'm willing to listen. Like, if you have some way of telling me that this is how this went down, like whether it's, say, JFK or something like that, I'm willing to listen. I don't necessarily agree, but I'm willing to listen to anybody who wants to expand on certain things because the official explanations of these things are ridiculous. They're an insult to everybody's intelligence. So It's just like, if somebody else has a theory, I'll I'll hear you out, you know, and that's what's beautiful about the internet, which I hope it stays that way, is that it is all kind of out there, you know. You don't have to go through a fucking card catalog anymore to get, Dewey decimals,
0: bro. Yeah. It's the day <laughs> I, I die. The only shit. way I want to get my info. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I, uh, I, it's. I'm a, I'm an information out now, with stuff like that. But yeah, it's. But that wasn't the. Was that the point of our discussion tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Somehow we've we've gone to politics. Anyway, I'm. I am not I
1: I just want everybody to know I'm. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm. You're not crushing I'm dreams. Not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not what. Joey Diaz is trying to make me out to be, and I don't know. I still don't know what his incentive for doing that is. We've touched on a few possibilities as to why, and it could be any of those or it could be something else, but the the way he's going about it is wrong. And I think that, you know, just like what we were talking about a minute ago with with the big picture as far as politics, we really have to make a decision at some point in this world are we are we really going to just hand our world over to the bullies like are we really just going to say hey you know what the bullies can have their way because hey we're just we're a bunch of pussies and we we just we just, we can't stand up for ourselves the bullies are tougher than us. The bullies are louder than we are. Well, I think, so
0: the, I think the bullies here. have always had the world as part of the problem. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just readily in your face now with the internet.
1: And but, there's been occasions, though, when it's like, you know, somebody does stand up for something right, and they end up with a bullet in their head is usually what happens. I mean, on a political stage, obviously, not yeah. in the comedy world, but it's still like I'm not somebody who's just okay with sitting back and going, I know I'm right, but I'm just going to let what's wrong keep happening because because I'm scared or because, you know, when it became the lawsuit thing, like I said, I, I, I don't know if it had something to do with that because he mentioned right. JP. I, you know, I frustrated those guys because I wouldn't just roll over and and just settle out and – you know because everybody lawyers i've found out they just love to talk you out of pursuing justice they go you don't want to pay me john you you're going to pay me so much money to get justice you may be right but that's not the point john my fee is so ridiculously high that you don't want to you, you just you don't, don't want to pursue, pursue justice yeah. and the thing is as i do and i and and i was so stubborn I spent more money in lawyer fees than I ever would have given them what they were suing me for. But it was just the fact was was what truth has to matter. It has to there has to be a value on truth. Gandhi said truth is God. Because I'm I'm not a religious guy. I'm actually pretty anti-religious. Yeah. But I get that, where he said truth is God. Like whatever the truth is, that is what God is. Is like there has there there's no middle ground something the way something happened is the way it happened we may never all know exactly because there's always different accounts of everything but the truth is important yeah and it's important that we value the truth in in everything because if 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 it doesn't matter nothing matters because i i've i've made it a point not really a point because it, it, it's not that hard. It's not that much of a stretch for me. But I've gone through my career and my whole life doing things in such a way that I feel like I felt like I did the right thing. You know, like I I felt like I was honest, and I don't want to feel like I'm ashamed. And there's what's the if if I do that for you know almost twenty years now and then somebody just goes along and uh erases it then what's the point yeah
0: yeah what's I hear the you. point
1: in being a, 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 trying to be a decent guy when somebody can just come along and tell everybody that's not what you are and and i don't have any proof or any backup for it but here it, it, that this this guy who's who's tried to be honest his whole life isn't honest he's a he's a fucking scumbag and it's like dude why do anything right because somebody's just going to take it away from you
0: yeah i mean sadly i think that happens way too often especially in this fucking industry but yeah i i, yeah, I, I don't think i don't think the most people are going to hear no d- them saying stuff and care so I, right. I don't i don't think your reputation is being hurt by it uh, outside of his specific demographic of fans so
1: and well, they think I raped you. And the, so, uh, at, at the it's, same it's, time, it's,
0: I'm sitting over here just bleeding in my chair, <laughs> and I'm cool with you. So right, and um, I, I'm glad. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it sucks that it's out there. I'm glad yeah. you came on and, and you know gave your side of it, and,
1: and I really appreciate you doing this for me, man. I appreciate you having me on
0: again. Yeah, you were you were uh, you were great about it, and when we talked about it, you were apologetic and cool and it wasn't even something that i felt needed to happen but yeah y- you I, I were either. so yeah but I'm it's we, uh it's glad all good we man talk
1: about that i'm glad we just, yeah you know I'm, I, yeah and i like i guess i always will be open and honest. anybody if i do anything or somebody thinks i did something to hurt them please yeah I mean, please I, feel free to tell me
0: i, I, or, I or ask me about it. hopefully it's something that will get squashed or a situation would arise where you guys will see each other and you can put it behind you or whatever it is. If Mitzi were still making decisions, she would make you guys go up back to back every night sure, for yeah. three weeks. She loved that. Freak that was her favorite, favorite game to Eating play popcorn
1: and laugh. Yeah, of course. Um,
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad you came on and glad you got your side out there. Hopefully that clears some things up for people who are wondering about it. And, uh, you're obviously still around at the comedy store, so Yeah. Um yeah. if you haven't seen him, come check him out. He is funny. He's he's as funny as uh Tommy would have told you five <laughs> years ago. Um you got shows coming up or anything you want to promote?
1: Uh you know what I'm uh I'm home these next uh couple weeks. I like I'll be at the comedy store probably next week. Okay. Um and uh I'll make sure that i bump everybody off the lineup and nice. ruin their careers in the in the process <laughs> but, put you down uh,
0: for a solid sure, three hours
1: sure. yeah of course uh but um and I, I i uh i don't even i think i'm going to tampa after that and um, lucky
0: bastard ebor city
1: I, I try to keep it warm uh this time of year it gets pretty depressing when it's cold you go into those cold weather cities like oh god it's dismal yeah but
0: I'm going to Nashville in a couple of weeks with Ren is easy and I'm already just like man it's oh, gonna be cold as balls.
1: I was just there snowed in like it was it was we actually had to I mean I've never had to cancel shows because of snow. We had to cancel Friday's shows because of snow. It was fucking awful. Looking so, forward to that yeah, yeah ice and snow is not fun. Um but yeah that and I'm just uh I've got a podcast with my wife called Domestic Disputes we do occasionally and, uh, caplets. Oh yeah. I, uh, yeah. Check out caplets. There's a body of work there actually to watch. So there's like 25 of them now.
0: Is it on your website on YouTube? What do we, it uh... was on
1: Hulu and then they got rid of like the short form comedy content. So it's on YouTube. It's on my website. If you can spell John Caparulo, you're, you're gold. So, uh, just, uh, go to my website and you can find all the links to caplets, but yeah, there's 25 of them on there now. So I do, yeah, I do like a new set every 30 days of shit that I basically write in the car on the way. So it's uh nice. it's pretty cool. Um old yeah.
0: school last second uh cramming for the test really the way is. it should be. Really
1: All
0: right, thanks for being on. Uh Comedy Store, come by check it out. 8433 Sunset Boulevard. We're in West Hollywood. Uh, Not the West Hollywood part of West Hollywood, (laughs) but uh, the part where, uh, you know, I'm the only one getting raped. So uh,
1: (laughs) come here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for
0: listening, guys. Thanks for being on, John. And uh, we'll be back uh, sometime in the next week or two if any other comedians will show up. Uh, If you have people you want to see on the podcast, uh, tweet at them and tell them to do the show. So maybe they'll listen to the trends and uh, actually be here. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.